Attention, this is a matter of national security. After a meteorite crashed into the New Jersey Turnpike, the following digital audio transmission from the You Watch I Listen podcast was intercepted by NASA scientists in the year 2019. The You Watch I Listen podcast is about to start. Sit down, listen close, and try not to die. The You Watch I Listen podcast starts now. Home Depot uh, in Kansas had to be evacuated for a bomb threat. Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh, suck it nice and slow. <laughs> Couple other really funny news stories. Kenny G. Who the fuck is Kenny G? The fucking clarinet player. Oh, suck it nice. <laughs> what did he do wrong? He's being Charles Manson all weird. In the middle of it, he cuts her off and goes, Oh, fuck you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, take it out, take it Dude, out. Dude, now I see why people followed Charles Manson. He was very straightforward. Yeah, he had the right idea. It's time for the You Watch I Listen podcast, and always remember, don't sniff it, just do it. Uh, hey, we're, we're, we're like recording and shit. Oh, are we? Yeah, um, this thanks, is... Thanks for the heads up, dude. I said that I wanted to get started, didn't I? And you oh. said I gotta pay my cable bill. Oh, yeah, I, um, I, just, I literally just paid so it. So I have a... Before we get started, this is episode 55... 55. 55 of You Watch, I Listen. I'm here with One, uh, two, my prestigious Thank co-host you. and my not-so-prestigious engineer. Actually, uh, that, that the, the former being Taylor and oh. the latter being Joshua. Joshua. And, hi, guys. Welcome. Happy uh, weekend. Yeah, happy weekend. How, how was your week, Taylor? How was your lunch this week? Um, My lunch wasn't great. What, I, what was the problem with your lunch, Taylor? I just, I just, so where I live now, there's this place, there's a new halal place, and I figured it's not terrible, so I wanted to halal try it. always sounds like you got a dick stuck in there. So I ordered it, and I'm thinking it's going to be, all right. it's delicious. Yeah, it's good. It's, it's wonderful it's, food. It's, it's also not really that terrible for you, to be honest. It's Correct. It's nice and neat. So I don't know where what how this place cooked it, but literally like I finished a platter and it's not even big. Like platters in the city. Oh, those are platters. Platters here. in the city are like three days worth of food. That's for, what I'm saying. Like a guy it, my size. That's really close. And then one of them. You know what I mean? Yes. So I ordered three of them and I figured I'll make it last a week because I actually need. Yeah, it's like it's like doing meal prepping without doing any prepping yourself. Yeah, and it's not even that expensive. <laughs> I bought three of them for eighteen bucks. Awesome. Nice. Wonderful. So I start eating it and I, I finish it and I literally just I'm sitting there and I'm playing Spider Man and, and, like, and I'm just like. I was like, I'm like, there's something serious. Like, it's like you hear that noise, here. like when a bomb is dropping, and the is your asshole. <laughs> just a mushroom cloud. And shit so out you, of my you ass. didn't feel great this week. Nah, not that great. I, I, usually, I like you, you tweeted out that you two foods you love have been ruined forever: halal and, and White Castle. White Castle. Yeah, White Castle. White Castle never again. No, it's I, I have not had White Castle since that night. Oh, since the, the, like the, the infamous the, Crave Crate night. It was. Oh, the, no. We have to say you have to say it correctly because there was a couple factors here besides just a lot of sliders. Not only was there a crate. Crave crate. 
which is 120 burgers? No, it's 100 burgers. Is it 100? Okay. 100, but there's yeah. also a Crave Case, which is 30 burgers. Justin, bro. Okay. And then there were a lot of chicken rings Wait, and a, a lot of fries. A sack and of Josh here brings those fucking juice barrel things that are literally <laughs> yeah. just pure sugar. Oh, it's sugar and food coloring. Dude. Yeah. That's all it yeah, is. Yeah, just what we need. Sugar, sugar water, purple. Yeah, sugar, sugar, water, purple. purple. Put some tuss- I want some purple put, drink. Put some tussin on it. <laughs> so, I want some of that yeah, purple I, stuff. I remember when I, because I ate like probably 17 sliders that night, a bunch of chicken fries oh, and yo. a lot of those juice things and thank god I work from home the next day because I woke up and my room smelled like an old deli that dude. hasn't had like a refrigerator yo, in a while yo Greg's house smelled like shitty onion water for like two dude, weeks I remember like you ate read some sliders the next day and like you're gonna regret that dude I sure did cause you regretted it the day you ate them when they were fresh yeah and then, yeah, and then we remember, how fresh we, really we had like 15 burgers left and we threw them in a did fire did you even heat them up or did you just eat them cold I ate them cold yeah you did so, like a fucking boss so dude. Josh how was your week my week sucked, dude. Why? No, nah, it's just a lot of shit going on at work, and um, it was one of those types of weeks. Well, I had to play. Like, I had, a, I had to play right? Varus at work uh, this week. Did you? Yeah. What? <laughs> he, had his what dick, he had his dick cut off. Exactly. You're a eunuch, dude. Yeah, dude. Yeah, well, I mean, there's but worse it, 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 like, like, in what capacity, like, did it suck ass? Was it just like normal things that just went to shit was and made your life a living hell? Yeah, it's just work bullshit. There's this guy that works for me. He's oh, a fucking cool. dick sucker. Oh, and, uh, <laughs> like, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. But, uh, well, it, there's something wrong with it if it's not my dick. <laughs> there we go. Um, so, I gotta tell this story about how I totally made an ass of myself to my cable company. How now? So, the landlord texts me, and she's like, hey, we gotta notice that the uh, cable internet bill is past due. And I'm like, these motherfuckers, I got this on auto pay. <laughs> so, I go on the chat, and I just start grilling into one of these people at the cable company. Just shitting on them. I have, you know, but my fucking auto pay set. I just want to make sure everyone know that that's not me eating. Yes, Josh eating. Yeah, this. Um, I mean, it's about the same law of averages here. One of you's eating, probably. Oh, that's true. <laughs> so, 50%. so, so I'm chatting with this guy, and I'm just being an asshole. And then he's like, "Sir, I want to show you this transcript from a chat we had with you last month." Oh no! So they had fucked something up with my cable. My cable internet was just working like shit a month ago. Yeah, right. And I went on the chat and just ripped into them about how I want to be compensated. And he sends me the chat, and my exact words were, "I'm turning off auto pay until this is resolved." And here I am yelling at the guy that I have auto pay. He literally just said the biggest fuck you. He just like, here's the receipts, bitch. You said oh. I'm turning off auto pay. And I, I literally just said, I'm a blithering idiot. Yeah, you I get, apologize. You got got, dog. Yeah, I made a fucking duty head out of myself. That happens. I'm not surprised, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Nick Diaz, uh, first and foremost, let's get this out of the way. want to give a shout out to our boys at BetDSI. And you want to know what happened to me with BetDSI last night? What happened? For the first man? time since joining BetDSI, I did not make money. I lost money uh, because I made two bets that didn't work out, Comes unfortunately. With the dude. But. I placed some bets on the fights today. I put some money on Alexander Gustafson with Bet, Bet DSI, and that's because Bet DSI has been paying t- winners for 20 years. Bet DSI is a top-rated uh, betting website on all betting review sites. You can use your sports knowledge to make some extra cash cash right away. Bet DSI is a very friendly u- user interface and a great mobile site. They have the fastest payouts in the industry. It's pretty simple. You play, you win, and you get paid, motherfucker. Bet DSI offers betting options for literally everything mm-hmm. from MLB to any. NBA to NFL to NHL to UFC to boxing to all major sports, politics, reality TV, esports, mm-hmm. virtually everything. You bet on who gets voted out of the Big Brother house. <laughs> I'm, I'm not Colucci. <laughs> <laughs> 
Um, so you could try live betting at BetDSI, where you can bet on games from start to finish. If you want to bet on the NBA Finals right now, yeah. put some money on the Raptors to see how they do quarter to quarter, because I, everyone seems to be rooting for the, the Raptors, but simultaneously want to see Drake get punched in the mouth, you can do it. Yeah, you right. could bet from start to finish, every play, and every minute until the end. New members are going to get a 100% bonus match on BetDSI by using promo code YWIL. That's promo code YWIL, and that's more than double your money to start winning right away. As I said, I play there myself, and I recommend BetDSI if you want to add some extra excitement to the sports you love or any other sports you feel like being a degenerate about. Um, (laughs) So once again, you can go to BetDSI and use promo code YWIL and get this limited-time 100% bonus offer but when you sign up using promo code YWIL, you get a free $25 wager to test the waters. Don't miss out. Go make some extra cash, cash this betting season. It's only a game until you bet it at BetDSI. BetDSI. So, yeah, that's it. That's good. That's <laughs> that, it. That's, no, I mean, like, it, that is it. No, it's it's legit. I mean, I, I made some money on a 14 parlay that I I went to bed knowing full well that I wasn't going to win, and then the Mets were going to blow it, and then the Astros were going to Hey, blow you know it. what? They didn't, though, which was nice. Like, I was fully expecting them to blow it when I was like, oh, cool, they got a one-run lead in the ninth, and they're not using their closer, and it's yeah. Gazelman, and oh, he was fine. He was I, fine. I, it's, it's so hit or miss. It's just, it's, well, that's it's, bullpen in general. It's the inconsistency that's what bothers me, to be honest. Yeah, but you know how badly the Yankees needed Manny Machado? Yeah, right. Oh, my God. I, I so want to still punch Ralph in the mouth for giving me that argument. I, I want Machado. Like, we, need, we need Machado. <laughs> Listen here, you queer. Dude, I'm being serious. Like, I've Josh, that argument, I was, like, there for that. That's one of the best I've ever seen. Yeah. And, honestly, between yeah. those two. He's bro. not a number four. <laughs> That's one of my favorites. James Paxton is not a number I'm four. still very happy that people have asked where the gay co-host went. <laughs> <laughs> like, is his voice that effeminate? No. He's I don't, a fan. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, he just—I don't know. He just—he just talks like he's he, just Ralph. He just talks like he constantly has, has a like cum hard, load. No, he uh. talks like he has constantly has like hard-boiled eggs in his mouth. And he, the funny thing is, he hates <laughs> eggs in general. But I'm saying, it's remember like, when he tried oh. swallowing a hard-boiled egg outside, <laughs> and it just—it just—it just spit out. And then the next week or that weekend, Can I was—I was—I was mowing the lawn, and all of a sudden, I just see egg go everywhere. <laughs> he left it in the lawn. All right, we're calling our buddy right now. Vinny. You notice we did not plug Lobo Sound. Because we are going to have Vince on the line as a special little birthday treat if this bullshit audio wants to work, which I think I'm just going to go old school on this. Yeah, do it. Yeah, go old school. Fuck it. Fuck Yo, it. Dan, I'm going to call you back from the house. Oh. Uh, Vin. Give me one sec. Okay, call us back. Love you, Vin. Bye. All right, well, we'll wait a minute. Because um, we're going to have Vince. It was his birthday this week. He was a birthday boy. Congratulations. Happy birthday, Vinny. What you, don't, I don't like saying congratulations on people's birthday. You've literally done nothing I'm, I'm but not be, die. Listen, I'm going to be honest. As it left my mouth, I realized I've literally never said that yeah, to can, anyone. Like, so I, I, sometimes, you know, you know when you say stupid shit, and you know, like, I, right after you say it, you're like, I've literally never said that before. Yeah, yeah. That was that time. But Yeah, like I just randomly, like I'll be in traffic and I start doing the Lord's Prayer. Yeah. And it doesn't make any sense. Dude, nah, it's just, I, listen, I think I'm just hoping someone T-bones me and takes me out. Uh, do me a favor, please, yeah, whoever I, you are. I've been waiting for a while just to die. But... <laughs> Like, is that's, that the, that's such a departed it, line. It's it, like, it, how it you has, doing? How's your It mother? has nothing to do with not wanting to live and everything wanting to do to just not want to deal with people's bullshit in my ass anymore. What, what? You guys are fucking doing synchronized swimming right now. We are. Yeah, Josh is trying to make fucking tummy sticks with us. Stop give us butterfly sticks. kisses. <laughs> 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 no, no, freaking... He it, plays playing, there, playing Frickle Frackle. Is there anything better than Mel Gibson? Seri- dude, that's some of the funniest shit <laughs> ever. Listen, it really it's, is. It's not to 
you know, say what he was doing or saying Obviously, was, was right, but I have a great appreciation for when people are just belligerently angry. Yeah. When they just, they're just so mad with anger that they can't realize the things they're saying. So mad with anger, as opposed to what? Well, I mean, you could be mad with uh, happiness. Mad is like a, a yeah. I'm I'm going mad about things. Oh, I see. Oh, yeah, I see. Like what you it's say. Right, but right. mad with like anger and rage. Yeah. You know, it's funny. He has that exact line in Signs. Yes. Running through. I am insane with anger. Yeah, I am insane yeah. with anger. Yeah, he starts right, running yeah. around. <laughs> he starts cursing. I'm oh, not a very God. good good and, at cursing. Listen, and by the way, even after the fact, like what's his, uh, what's his name? He's sitting right here. Josh made us watch that movie. Get him to uh, uh, get the gringo. Yeah, that's a great in. movie. Fucking awesome movie, dude, dude. Okay, here's the fact that most people don't realize. It's that Mel Gibson rules. Mel Gibson is great. Dude, I don't care what anyone Just, says. When you look at the stuff he starred in, sure, you know, everyone's got three or four clunkers in there. Yeah, whatever. But he's directed some classics. I will say, th- All right, th- hold on. take out Passion of the Christ. I'm not about it. Hi, Vinny. Vince. What's up, guys? How's hey. it going? Hey, um, we just wanted to say happy belated birthday happy to you. Happy birthday, bruh. Oh, Lord. Thank yeah. Guys. How old are you now, and are you any closer to losing your virginity. <laughs> <laughs> no, no answer. No. <laughs> Listen, uh, it, uh, silence is know, also I'm, an answer. Yeah, si- silence is an answer. Uh-huh, yeah, it's it usually is. what he's. he's oh, what, it's what you're both used to hearing on the other end of those conversations. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So why don't we get into Vince? I already spoke with you about the format. We'll do this in. Um, why don't we get into our reviews from last week? Uh, who's going first? Me? Yeah. Who, uh, actually, Vince. Who do you Vince, want us to go first? Who's going first? Dan or Taylor? Uh, we'll go Taylor. Okay, Taylor. So please take it from here. You gave me the house that Jack built, With starring. With the full intention knowing you were going to be like, "What the fuck am I watching?" I, that's so. Then now I can explain why I texted you, why I was angry oh, with you. Shit. Yeah. So <laughs> you said, "Oh shit!" Yeah, Vince. I literally texted him yesterday. I go, "I'm mad at you," and I wouldn't tell him why. But so I, I watched this movie. No, knowing, you just what you know, and yeah, I sent you, you know. the Junior Soprano. Chip. Well, that's nice. You, you know who? Yeah. Well. <laughs> So after watching this movie and legitimately just thinking to myself, how fucked up could it get after every single incident, every single uh, fucking situation that he puts himself in? I'm like, it can't get any worse than this. And sure enough, it does. It's the little engine it could of getting worse. Yeah. Like, literally. It's it's Um, literally one of those movies. when When I saw it, I was like, oh. It's it's hard. Listen, when I was watching it, I was legit pissed at you because I'm watching it, and there's there's one part, and Vince and I actually talked about it briefly, but there's one part of like serious animal cruelty. Oh yeah, yeah. That I can, like, well, I literally well, had you to know turn what's it crazy off. Crazy about that animal rights activists. That uh, the animal rights activists appreciate that scene because it's showing correlation between. Well, it, mass murderers. I, I know, it, it's and, a, it, that, that's like a very true yeah, thing, where it's like, especially when they're young. You know what I mean? That's why I said to you, like, this is the only movie I've seen that came off as like an accurate de- uh, portrayal mm. of what a serial murderer is probably like long term, more without than making him sympathetic whatsoever. None whatsoever. And that's the thing, is too, like, like the, the the dialogue and the monologues with him. I don't know who he's talking to. His therapist, I guess, in the background. I honestly think it's supposed to be to? like a paranoid schizophrenic that thinks like kind of like Russell Crowe, maybe like how he's mind. Th- like he's talking to like a different personality. I yeah, guess, yeah almost. he thinks someone that's coursing through, coursing right. through things. So, it, like I said, every incident gets worse and worse. And the part that I really started to get disturbed was when he takes the family <laughs> the out. Picnic. The, the, the picnic. That's the scene at the, the, Ken, the, the Ken Film Festival. Yeah. That cr- some oh. critics walked out. Now, the same critics that are fine with like pedophilia now, scenes now, walk out on that. Now, now, let me ask you, because when they showed this film at the festival, mm-hmm. did they show the actual kill no, shot? No, it was, it was the same it was, thing. Okay. The same thing. Because I think if they showed the actual kill yeah, which shot, I, I think it would have been much worse. I think showing the actual kill shot 
shot would have been overkill. I, I think just showing him in the in the scope is still fucking. Oh rough. yeah, it, well because you it's, know it's it. I think leaving your imagination up to what it looked like is somehow it can be darker than what you actually see because you can picture ninety different things. Yeah. You can picture the 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 scared looks on their leaving faces. Leaving things up to interpretation also. May, may I interject? Absolutely. Vince, no, you can't. I I think that we need to chalk Jack's psychosis up to Trump derangement. <laughs> <laughs> With the red hat. That's accurate, yeah. He's rocking exactly. MAGA hat the whole fucking like, time. But, like, Uma, what? What? Like, ahead, Uma Thurman in the beginning was a nice surprise because you don't see her in anything She was anymore. actually pretty good. Yeah, I liked um, it. I, I, like I am it. A hu- I'm a huge Matt Dillon fan, yeah. and he was incredible in this. No I'm matter not, what you think of the movie, he was... The way you watch him just slowly unravel from being like kind of unsure of himself to being fully <laughs> confident in his actions and justifying Dude, it in his head. I, I, I love Matt Dillon and Ghost oh, Smoke. With the, the first murder weapon was a broken jack, mm-hmm. and I thought that that was very symbolic of, you know, it's his name is Jack. Yep, absolutely. So, I didn't even think about that. You know, it was one. like, okay, he's a broken Jack, and yeah. then, oh, wow. shit, he drained Uma Thurman. Well, that was yo, 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 oh, boy. Yeah. Vinny, Vinny's thinking fourth dimensionally. Well, yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what I thought no, when I saw it, too. I didn't think of that either, and the honestly. the way I look at I the title, The House That Jack Built, and to me, it's, you know, he's a completely deconstructed person, yeah. the, bro- the broken Jack, right? And he's creating this own world in his head by using these people. And then you get to the end when he has the people lined up, lined up in like a human centipede row. Oh, yeah, right. And um, I-, I said that uh, the my take on this movie is usually the- these types of movies, uh, like the style it was made in, I'm very hit or miss on because I think there's a level of artistic integrity that can border on pretentious and this absolutely borders on pretentious. 100% that, that's, does, That's this yeah. director. That's been all of his movies so I can't say he's entirely pretentious because all his movies are of the same ilk. When a random director tries being artsy and pretentious, right. like when Tim Burton tries it, it sucks. Yeah, Because right. it comes off like that. Well, uh, yeah. But when you're a guy that this is your... He's made ones that aren't... Like Melancholia is not this disturbing, depressing yeah, movie. But, but, but I, then he has a movie like Nymphomaniac yeah. which is two parts and it's all about just fucking and they accidentally showed it in the theater mm. when they were supposed to be showing Frozen. So there's a bunch of kids getting ready to watch a Disney movie, and then it's just Shia LaBeouf having butt sex. That's awesome. <laughs> and, oh, uh, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a really nice family film. But I, I, I was gonna say, like the other thing with this, like it, it's it's absolutely disturbing from start to finish. Mm-hmm. And then it takes a really weird turn where it turns into a sci-fi movie. At the yeah, end, yeah. Where it's uh, after you're watching it and you see the guy pop up, you're. You realize you've basically been watching Dante's Inferno the whole yeah, that, time. Yeah, that, that's a movie um, that it got compared to. Yeah, well, because because totally. that's that's 100% what it is I, at the I've end. That's Virgil. I've Dante's Inferno, but I have read the, the, um, the, Dante's Inferno. The closest, so yeah, com- the closest comparison I had as far as uh, brutality and making the serial killer completely unsympathetic was uh, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer with Michael Rooker from The Walking Dead and Mallrats. Uh, do you want to do you want to try a chocolate-covered pretzel? The bald guy. Oh, got um, his hand cut off in The Walking yeah, Dead. Yes, cor- uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, correct. And he's... Yeah, exactly. And he's a he's a great actor, but he played in Henry Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer. Right. Disturbing movie. And um, um I the thing that I've I've said this to you several times, Taylor. It, no matter what I think of a movie, if it can leave me feeling a way that I'm not used to after I finish it, that to me means it did its job, whatever yeah. it was trying to do. And I, I, I fully, it, this was one of my favorite movies last year because it stuck with me. Yeah. It was in my top 10 last year, but I fully get why certain people don't like it. I wanted to give you something that made you step outside your box and uh, <laughs> step into my box. Uh, and, uh, but <laughs> trust me, it's a wide open space. Bigger than the Wide studio, open yeah, and it's soundproofed. Um, and, but I, space, I, I, no I had a feeling. I didn't think you would hate the movie, but I thought you would be sitting there like, 
Oh. I'm not, I'm not happy about no, it. No, but I don't think you like thought it was a terrible movie by no, any means. No, it's not a terrible movie. It, it was I think I wouldn't watch I it. I think again. it's a very it's a, an extremely unique movie. I I, I, I want to I want can you compare it to like accurately entirely? Nothing. Nothing. But I, I do want to say like this is a one and done never watching it again. I have no interest. Okay, so from that that's good. Oh, yeah. You've said that with mo- I I can totally see that. There's mm-hmm. certain movies where I can acknowledge your great movies and yeah. I'm never watching them again. Like like the the, old, the the number the other one I could is Hereditary. Hereditary is a one and done for me. I'm good on yeah, it. Yeah, we should just make Vince watch that since he's on the show just give him a movie Vince you have to watch Hereditary this week yeah yeah, it's fine. I'll watch it. Okay, all right. You have to. You have to promise me, and we'll have you call back in next week just to tell us what you thought. Because hereditary. Because is like, I no, don't don't give too much away. I want no, 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 to, no, I want him to go I'm, in raw. I'm, I'm saying we hold hereditary to the highest of standards at the show. Honestly, yeah, it's, it's one of the best movies I've ever seen. Yeah, but I'll never watch that, it. Again. That, you guys that was, realize <laughs> my television that I watch consists of The Sopranos and Walker Texas Ranger. That's a really good mix-up, though. I mean, anytime you have the you have the Texas Ranger on your TV, you can win. Speaking of, where's my fucking Chuck? Yeah, it's, in, it's in here somewhere. So Taylor, from the standpoint of just being a movie without you know thinking about replay value, mm-hmm. where do you put the house that Jack built? Six, six. So yeah. you can appreciate its artistic. Yeah. That's what I said. I think it's but artistically. I also it's th- a beautifully crafted film. I, I also think that there's something about that style of film where it's just. I, at some points, it felt like it was brutal for the sake of being brutal, and yeah. that's not something I really like, to be honest, because it felt like it was going for shock value, well, and Lars von Trier, could you tell me just what Nymphomaniac too? He, dude, he, he goes for the shock value. That's not even the, the worst one. He has and one I, called Antichrist that and he's I, like, and it's, it's like one of those things where it's like, I don't, like, that doesn't feel artistic well, to me. Well, the thing, so his, the part of the Nymphomaniac, uh, that's part of the Depression trilogy, it's called, and each movie from Melancholia to Antichrist and Nymphomaniac are showing different types of mental illness yeah and he's a very mentally ill person himself and that's why i can i appreci- couldn't tell i can appreciate his his layout of things because i think the with mental illness especially as we know there really is no limit on where it can go and i think if that's what you're trying to portray in your movies and that is your your niche that it it's you really shouldn't put um to have a line and I still thought he had a line. When I heard people were walking out of the theater, when I watched the movie, I was expecting a lot worse. Because the same critics that walk out of this will have no issue with the movie where there's like a pet- a pedillery. Yeah. It, <laughs> I, it, it, it takes a lot to really make me squirm in a movie, but this one did make me feel like yeah. I need to take but a shower. I, I, listen, I'll, I'll give it a six because well, it's far that, from a terrible you know, movie. It, and that film's really, awesome. It blows my mind, man. Uh, the, with um, Cutting the Duck's Foot Off. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Genesis. Yeah. Uh, chapter 1 verse 28 and I gotta stop saying um, um uh, in the Bible and I'm a hunter so it says in Genesis verse 1 uh, or excuse me chapter 1 verse 26 God gives domain over to humans over the beasts of the land praise he for he is risen of the air and can you hear me yes he is risen and the fish of the sea so like uh, Biblically, it's right in the first book. Like, yeah. we are meant to hunt. We're meant to eat. And it's like, oh my God, how how vile is he, this? He went hunting. He went, he went hunting, all right. Yeah, he sure did. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, no murder three. That was something. And you text me that you're like, oh, he goes hunting. But um, you know, I have to say, in murder number two, it, it was an epic choke. But it was so reminiscent of two Sopranos episodes, Pine Barrens, obviously, which is your favorite yes, Sopranos episode, of course, yeah. but also Eloise which is season four, episode 12, 
11, actually. I'm wrong. When where Paulie, uh, Paulie chokes. <laughs> oh, the old yeah. pitch. Cookie <laughs> Cirillo. <laughs> Dude, Paulie, Paulie is my spirit animal. Paulie's the best. Which, by the way, pictures just leaked from the set of the prequel movie yesterday Again? with young Paulie. I saw. Yeah, and he, Ooh, uh, saw. he looks like young Paulie. I'll show you later. All right, cool. So, so, I'm, so, I'm, so uh, Vince, Taylor gave it a 6 out of 10. What would you? What scale would you give it without your personal feelings of never wanting to watch it again, just based on its artistic craft and being a movie? Yeah, no, I mean, artistically, it was fantastic, but um, it's really that rewatchability value is... Um, oh, I, I've totally seen that. completely yeah. diminished. Yeah. I, I'd rate that on a scale of one to Nagasaki. Um, yeah, it's like... Good. Yeah, it's it li- literally like go- going back to watching it is like rooting to have lung cancer again. Like if oh you're in remission, God. like no one wants to say, I-, "I wish I got this again." I can't see anyone saying, "Hey guys, come over. We're gonna have a steak dinner and we're gonna watch the house to Jack built." It, it, it's like when you invite someone over f- uh, for dinner and you cook food for you and you make them order out. No, you just it, like you make this like really nice steak dinner and you're like, "Oh, here's your Stouffer's." Yeah, right. You make them Stouffer's mac and cheese, you know, and they're no, happy. You about don't it. even give it to me. Like, here's your chicken a la king, douche. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's get into the album now. Um, um, you gave me Panic at the Disco pretty old. Pretty odd. And I went into this album, and you gave this album to me specifically because of a very off-color joke I made about your um, weight, which I, I felt terrible about, but I told everyone about as well. Yeah, and uh, Yeah, and I'm like, I, I said I said this to Vince earlier in the week. I mean, you know, I'm like the only comedy. person that can consistently make those jokes, because it's like uh, Anthony making fun of Jimmy, where he's yeah. just calling him an E-Rock, and he's crunching hardwood floors. That's one of the funniest and, things I've ever heard. Um, so you gave this to me at a punishment, knowing that I don't like Panic at the Disco. Yeah. And I can't say I listened to it and I'm suddenly a Panic at the Disco fan, but okay. kind of like how you had the, uh, the you could understand that House of, the House of Jack built yeah. was a well-crafted movie. Or like and Rosemary's what did, Baby. Yeah, you can understand, appreciate of it, the things of it, and I can appreciate a lot of things in this album. It's now, great. the one thing you compared it to was uh, Sgt. Pepper's, yeah, which, is, out there. which is one of my favorite Beatles albums. It's my top three. Um, and I can totally see the musical side and inspiration of it, the structure of the songs, the or, way the album is laid like, out is very like, Sgt. Pepper's. It, it very, like, feels very like, floral yes. and like orchestral oh, and shit. Oh, may I interject? Absolutely, um, Vince. No. When, and I heard Taylor say the same thing on the last episode. Uh, part of this album, and especially the trumpets and the violins, they were recorded at Abbey Road Studios in London, yep. which is obviously a very famous Beatles I album. I wonder why. And it opened a uh, <laughs> uh, record studio. Because I have an Abbey Road picture uh, hanging up right there. do, actually. Yeah. Opened in 1931. They have a lot of opinions. A lot of bad things happened in 1931. <laughs> like what? Uh, there was at least one rape. Oh, okay. <laughs> at least one. Thanks for clearing that up, dude. I can't prove it. there's any more than one, okay. but I'd assume there's at least one. <laughs> Were you there? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, past life. <laughs> I, 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 I wasn't reincarnated as a rapist. I was reincarnated as someone with terrible luck uh, and an undersized wiener. Yeah, well, so just terrible luck. And so, um, I, so here's my my. I've said this to you with a couple albums you've given me. The the contrasting thing feelings I have about it, musically and production wise, this album is a five. Mm-hmm. The the sound oh, yeah, is great. Point. The music is great. It sounds great. It's mixed incredibly well. It's so good. The structure is incredibly well. But okay, of course there's always a but. It's a little too much pageantry for me in the for sound sure. of it, and the best way I could say it is the little fanook. Um, and okay. not that there's anything yeah, wrong yeah, with that. Yeah, yeah, Met- Met- fanook. Yeah, it's <laughs> it, exactly. It's and it not and that that isn't a matter of it making it bad. It's just something that doesn't fit into my wheelhouse really. Yeah, right. Like yeah, Freddie Mercury was very fanook, but. 
he made some kick-ass jams. Yeah. And these these have some like songs on it where I can like jam out to, but the the lyrics are a little heavy-handed at time, and I totally get that because their whole thing is about like being obvious with what they're saying. They well, don't really yeah. paint uh, paint riddles with words or anything. It's yeah, very obvious. No, but Brandon Yuri is very straightforward with his. He's lyrics. a very good singer, but for some reason. His voice doesn't mesh with me with the sound of the, it's a little too um, powerful for the way the, the music sounds, which I understand that's kind of what they go for. Yeah, they, they're they're a weird blend of like the the my chem kind of yeah. style, well, see, and then the the, the see, music that doesn't really fit into any other box yeah. of well, music. See, here's the thing with, with Panic at the Disco, Pan, their first album, which is a fever you can't sweat out, is where they really became emo darlings. The whole bamboozle warp tour was that when they uh, closed that, the damn door. That was I write since not tragedies okay. and shit like that. <laughs> This is the second album. Get which your was, hands o- damn hands off her. Yeah. <laughs> hey, you. This was the second album where they completely changed the sound. It's completely it, different. Yeah, I, at this the, point. The sound from what I knew of Panic at the Disco, mm-hmm. which is shit like that song. Yeah, right. And I knew the one song, which was the Nine in the Afternoon. That was which a is hit. Fun. I like and it. Yeah, no, that's actually an upbeat, catchy song. It's fun. And that's one thing I could say. Even if I don't like the songs, they whoever their producers are know how to make stuff that is extremely radio friendly well the other thing too is that it was produced by Rob Mathis who's produced um, Vanessa Williams Carly Simon Rod Stewart he produced um, Sting's last three albums oh damn I fucking hate Sting (laughs) do you hate the police (laughs) no I don't hate the police I I don't love the police I respect them because their sound was unlike anything else I also love Stuart Copeland too yeah musically they were great but the police it's like I don't ever want to hear Phil Collins unless he's drowning <laughs> like, I, I like Phil Collins, I'm, but not I don't Genesis. Think Phil Collins was in the police. No, but I'm just talking about certain types of music. I can get yeah. what's appealing about them. Genesis bores the shit out of yeah, me. Genesis is some, some, like, but I like some Genesis songs. Yeah. It's one of those things. Like Sting has some songs I really like, but I want to know why Roxanne d- didn't put on the red light. Roxanne. Call the police. Get it? Yeah. Ha ha ha! ha. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking home run, Perosi. Um So when it comes when it, when, it, when it comes to this album. Um, I, I, every song got a two because the balance from music to lyrics and yeah. singing was it was just like one was on the polar out one end that I loved and the other end was I hated or I was just indifferent to which I don't know if it's a knock because again they're not appealing to my wheelhouse yeah, right. which is why I can't say like I'm a massive fan of it but when I can appreciate it musically that says a lot for me like if this is on and we're all hanging out I'm not saying turn this garbage off if that yeah. makes sense what did, what, what did you rate The Green Gentleman which is probably my favorite song on the record the Green Gentleman got a two. And I, that fine. was one where I was like, all right, this is pretty good. I could dig that. I did add a couple of the songs just to my playlist because it was <coughs> there were songs I could totally see myself just playing in the background. Yeah, right. I don't know if Yo, I'm ever uh, going to seek it out. Green, but... The Green Gentleman, I apologize for interrupting. It was very okay, reminiscent of... Sorry, that, I'm kidding. You know that uh, there are places I remember. I can't yeah, think sure. of the name of the Beatles song, but it was so reminiscent of... Um, what the hell is the name of that song? It was it was beautiful. It was, it was balanced and mixed perfectly. Yeah, no, the no. Cool, it, the it definitely cool. the, the Sergeant Pepper comparison was in very smart on your part because it's there. Yeah. Um, but I can tell you, if you give me one of their albums again, I'm gonna give you an autographed copy of Catcher in the Rye. You're gonna be John Lennon, and I'm gonna be Mark David Chapman. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> nice guy. He had fine. So. You'll be, you'll be Abraham Lincoln, I'll be John Wilkes. So on a, he was a good shot. Yeah, <laughs> he was indeed. Um, on a scale... Oh, um, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, okay. please. Um, so, The Green Gentleman kicked ass, but in my notes, the next song, Northern Downpour, my first annotation is, 
Where are the tampons? <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, nowhere good yet. <laughs> um, but on a scale of one, on a scale of one to five, because I can appreciate it musically so much, I'm going to give it a two and a half. I'll take that. Um, because. The, like, again, I can respect when something sounds a certain way because there was no point in this where I heard the sound and I was like, I need to skip this. Like, uh, Ralph, Ralph might hate this, but I will listen to this a thousand times over before I listen to Arcade Fire. It's never because going away. The biggest thing I could say about this compared to Arcade Fire is there is musical ingenuity to this. Yeah. And when you have kind of in, when you could have ingenuity of this level, I respect it and I understand their appeal. The music they put out now is straight dog shit everything I hear. If they still sounded like this, I would like them more probably. But now they make way too... I mean, they, they fit into the box of what's popular now. Yep, and I get you sure. have to adapt with the times. I understand. But I'll give it a two and a half out of five. I'll take that. I mean, it is what it is. I kind of just want to put give you something more. Sure. That they, no, you I, I you get know. that. All right. Let's do um, our picks for this week. Um, you want me to go first? Uh, yeah. All right. I want to revisit a movie. Do um, you? That I, ha- I did not give you, but I gave Ralph. And this uh. was a movie that Ralph... Uh, that I personally loved, and of course Ralph did not love it, but everyone else I know that saw it tends to really like it. Okay. And I would love to. Is it a movie about Vince from Lobo Sound? <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, yeah, it's, it's it's called Radio. <laughs> no, it's it Broke Back Lobo. Broke Back Lobo. <laughs> nice. And, um, so I'm going to give you Molly's Game. And this is a movie that I, I really knew nothing about when it came out. And uh, it stars Jessica Chastain, Idris Elba, um, who I'm a big fan of both of them. Idris, but Jessica Chastain's shitty social politics aside, she is a fantastic actress. And Idris- uh, that's Murph? That's yes, Murph from yes, Interstellar? Murph, yeah. yeah, she's uh, in the new X-Men movie as well. Don't go, Murph! Yeah, she, she's a great actress. She's great, yeah. So this movie, um, again, I went in with no expectations. based on a true story about this woman that was um, an assistant to this like major Hollywood executive, and she starts running his poker games that all feature major celebrities. Yeah. They never say who the celebrities are, but I if you do enough Alex research, Rodriguez. you can figure out who they are. Yeah, like Alex Rodriguez Toby was involved McGuire. with this. Toby McGuire. I remember this being a yeah. big thing when so I was listening. Mike, Michael yeah. Sarah plays this guy who's like a very well-known celebrity. They don't ever say who he is, but he is known in circles as being one of the great gamblers in the underground circuit. But he's also a ruthless gambler. He 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 shits on people when they're winning. He shits on them when they're losing. Right. He makes people cry when they're doing it. Right. And he's really good. Okay. And they don't ever say it's Toby Maguire, but it's him. So this is going into how a lot of these things got busted and how Jessica Chastain got brought to court about it. Okay. And Idris Elba becomes her lawyer. Uh, Kevin Costner's in it as well. I like Kevin Costner. Um, I went in this movie with almost no expectations and it was one of my favorite movies of 2017 Um, especially the the gambling aspect of it with poker and everything I really like she was great in it I'm very interested to see how you felt about it compared to Arcade Fire Shithead Um, and I think that I do think you're going to like it because if you think about like rounders and things like that um, Arcade Fire Shithead (laughs) so um, Molly's Game is my pick for you and I'm very excited to see how you feel about it my pick for Vince was obviously Hereditary so I can't wait to hear how he responds to it cool well I've actually I wanted to see it. You, you, you've been telling me to see it yeah, before the show I, was even a thing. I, to be I, I really, I was so impressed with the movie yeah. because it, it, it's there's some parts, in, there's some parts in it where I'm like, all right, I could do without that, yeah, right. but it doesn't ever I take think, the, cheap, most movies, the cheap though. way out. Yeah, right. Um, I was, I was entertained from start to finish. Cool. So give me your album now, Taylor. So the album I'm going to give you this week is a bona fide metalcore classic, sure. and I cannot wait for you to listen to it. It is Norma Jean's "Bless the Martyr, Kiss the Kiss the Child." Okay. Um, the the song I want to highlight what, on this. What, what kind of genre is Norma Jean? 
Uh, they're just basic metal core okay. to, to a T. Um, this is this album was revolutionary at the time. I believe it came out around two thousand and eight. Okay. When I say revolution, I say revolutionary within a genre. I don't want to say sure. uh, no. No, I get what a, you're saying. Vague aspect there's, of in, things. In genres, there's always like tentpole moments where the genre kind of takes a new turn. Yeah. And then they innovate a certain breakdown or a style, and then other people try duplicating it. And, and it happens with rock yeah. when you look at how it went from classic rock to grunge rock when it oh, came out sure. to pop punk and things like that. There's always offshoots of every genre. A thousand percent. Yeah, so and the, you can always point to the guys yeah. that were the, the revolutionaries in that. So the one song I want to point out on this is called uh, Memphis Will Be Laid to Waste. Uh, th that song is, okay. is just killer from start to finish. Um, Norma Jean really hits you in the mouth from start to finish throughout the entire record. And it, it's one of those things where they put out such great records. This one they put out, I want to say it was, no, Converge was Jane Doe. That's different. But... Norma Jean has been around for so long. They're one of the pioneers of the metalcore scene, and I, I'm just so happy that now they're kind of going. St I think they're going to start going back on tour relatively soon. Okay. So that's it's well, like my hope when you tell me that is that I like a lot of the albums you've given me that I like it so much that yeah. I'm like I'll go see them live. Like I'm I, waiting for the Wonder Years to come around. It's going to take a little <laughs> bit because I because I think they're still like they're still touring Sister City, so it might take a little longer. Okay. But um, because I, I don't think they're going to come around here. Any, usually the end of the tour because they're from Philadelphia, so they're okay. always going to be in the area. But uh, I'm going to Philly just for a cheesesteak. Uh, where? Where are you going to go? Chino's. No, you don't go to Chino's. You go to Pat. I know. I was wanted to see your reaction. You go to fucking Chino's with the lights. <laughs> Taylor, Get Taylor's got passion about like two things. Getting to the bathroom in time and food. <laughs> Yeah. And both of those tie into each other. Yeah, pretty much, dude. Especially <laughs> well, after this week. Jesus to, to Christ. To be fair, I'm very passionate about food as well. Yeah. Like, I, I don't... Don't tell me Gino's is a better cheesesteak. Get the I, fuck out of here. I know it's not. Here. I just wanted to see that reaction. You don't get heated out about anything other than where, where to get a cheesesteak from in Philly. Actually, technically, the best cheesesteak in the world is at Midway and Orderly be in us. No, uh, that truth. would be Jersey Mike's. <laughs> Fuck out I'm, I know that's not a real cheesesteak. Great Italian a, sub, but that's different. But anyway, yeah. So uh, Norma Jean's "Bless the Martyr, kiss, uh, kiss the Child." That's my pick for this week. Cool. All right. So we got the picks out of the way. My movie pick was Molly's Game. Taylor. Yeah. Uh, Your <laughs> album pick was Norma Jean. Bless the Child. Uh, Littering end. Bless the Martyr, kiss the Child. End. And then I actually, and then um, I actually want to yeah. give, I want to give Vince <laughs> an album too. Oh, Vince, you're getting Separate. an album too. Now, Vince. Um, I'm gonna yes. give you. I'm gonna give you a hip hop record because I very much want you to listen to how, the progression and hearing where you came from. Sure. <laughs> I'm gonna give you Childish Gambino's Camp from oh, 2011. Yeah. Nice man. Um, now and everyone knows Childish Gambino for the This Is America does. stuff. Well, I'm saying. Uh, oh, he's a fucking lip. <laughs> Jesus Christ! But uh, every, like everyone, he blew up really so much the last couple years, mostly with his "This Is America" song. Yeah, last I mean, year. he's also blown up acting wise and I directing. Mean, his show Atlanta is one dude, of the most popular and best on TV. He's an Emmy award winning actor. You know, he used to write the. Um what is that? Community, 30 Rock? Community. And 30 Rock. And yeah. 30 Rock. Yeah. 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 Did, he, talented he, kid, he, man. Seriously, for he, real. I know he, he I did, said that he's an F and live, but he, no, he's, he's extraordinarily talented. Oh, he's absurdly talented. He did stand-up comedy, and that was really funny. He's, he's a, a very good actor. actor. Dude, he, he's awesome. He did the best Lando, impression, impression portrayal of, an, of a character ever. That I've ever seen. Right, the really difficult situation. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so I'm gonna give you Childish Gambino's camp because in the middle of all this, he comes out with his first hip hop record, and Jesus Christ was did it hit so hard? It was so good. That's a great album. So mm -hmm. I hope you like that, Vince. Um, all right, so we got our picks out of the way. What's the title? Camp. What's camp. The title? Camp. Just, just camp. Camp. Yeah. Okay. 
Like, cool. you know, we all go to camp and we have to t- run back home and make sure we don't tell our camp parents certain things. Camp on a We I, hold you in our hearts. I was just talking about camp before we started the show when yeah. I went up to this lake. No, no. I went up to Lake Saranac in high school. You were really just there, telling me this. There was, yeah. there was a thing that happened there. So we get to this camp, right? And the the tubing there is awesome because it's a giant lake and they have, like, speedboats that go, like, 80 miles per hour. Quick. And if you're tubing at 80 miles per hour, when you go whipping around the bend, you're going twice as fast. Yo, you're going to skip oh, yeah. across that water like a rock. Yo, so... When we get there on the bus, I would just they, sink like a rock. The, the woman that was like running this youth group goes, oh, we need Dan Perosi and this other girl. There's something wrong with their medicals. We need to talk to them. I'm like, did, did my fucking dad forget to sign something because he was eating? And <laughs> so we, me and this girl have to get off the bus and then they bring us down to the lake. Like, yeah, you guys are the first ones here. So you have to go tubing like in your clothes. I'm like, oh, shit. Oh, that's so good. there's two tubes and th- these boats go so fast. You have to wear helmets when you're doing it. Kind of like awesome. some people have to wear one when they go to bed. And Jesus so me <laughs> Me and, me and the girl get in the tube, right? And we're just whipping around. This was all on video. Suddenly, we go airborne, right? And while we're both airborne, it was slow motion. I see her coming right at me, like face face to face. I duck my head, and her face smashes right into my fucking helmet on my head. Not my helmet, between my legs. And we hit the water. I was like, oh my god, that fucking hurt hitting the water. And I'm looking around for her. I see her head bob up. And she's just gushing blood from her nose. Within five minutes of being on this week-long trip, her nose got shattered by me. Why <laughs> So why would they make you go tubing? Because it was like a funny... And you kind of go there to go tubing, so it was like, oh, you're here, go in your clothes. It's a like week, a, Just a week it's of like tubing. A, it's like an... Uh, oh, dude, that's like half the stuff we did. I mean, some people I knew were going and just having sex with strangers in the woods at Jesus Camp. Well, that, yeah. It's very fitting. Like, literally, That'll the happen. amount of people I knew that had sex with strangers at Jesus Camp hmm. is, is absolutely... Hmm. It, it, whether it's a sin or not, it's a sin. It's a sin. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not a like, sin. Like literally, I told you, my one friend comes up to me and he's like, "Smell my fingers," and I'm like, "Oh my god, the blood of Christ!" Gotta love it. The power <laughs> of Christ compels you. <laughs> All right, Vince, you had some stuff you wanted to share with us today, yeah, didn't talk you? Talk to us, dog. Um, I mean. I really just reviewed the album. I hate to be boring. I know that thousands of people It's okay. Are we have Josh here. We're used to it. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Josh, how you doing, man? I'm good. Josh, like, sat up in his seat. Right. He's like, someone's paying attention yeah. to me. All right. He's like, I'm married. I, she doesn't pay attention to me. I'm the black sheep of my family. They don't pay attention to me. That's not true. None hey, of that is that's true. that's racist. No. <laughs> I, that's fair. He's Italian, so what's the difference? Why be black, dude? Yeah, because, I mean, he's Sicilian. Let's be fair. Oh, well. Oh, that's even worse. Yeah, I mean uh, the Sicilianos. My my dad's my dad's from Malta. I can't say on the air what they used to call me when I grew up, but it uh, ends with a hard R. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> the hard the hard R. So so Vince, you how was your how was how was your birthday uh, this past yeah, week? Yeah, what did you do? Uh, it was fine, man. It was great. You just focusing on work. Opened up the second company with my brother. Everything's uh, you know. How, how old How well. old are you now? 28, which wow. is old. Yeah, I mean, I sometimes I'm like, I'm 30, I'm not that old, and then I hear you fuckers. Dude, I'm, I'm the youngest one yeah, here. Yeah, you're a baby, Taylor. I'm, I'm 27. You're, you're the, the biggest baby ever. Shut up. <laughs> like, emotionally and physically. Oh, thanks, dude. <laughs> I know, if, if you get it? No, yeah, <laughs> get I, it? I figured it out. Yeah. Um, I have a joke for you, Taylor. Oh, do you? Yeah. I heard uh, that boiling water died. Did it? It'll be missed. <laughs> Fucking home run, Perosi. Oh. <laughs> Could you imagine living in Turkey? What are you gonna do on Thanksgiving? You gonna stuff the whole country or something? <laughs> All right, Chip. Like, I was, I was watching this, I was watching Game of Thrones, and I, I saw 
Dothraki Balboa. What fuck a Texas Ranger would Oh, fucking killing him. Oh my god. I'm gonna get you so fucking wet. It's gonna be like a lot of lakes are in your underpants or something. Alright, Chip. That's oh, enough out Jesus of you. Jesus Christ, slap it up. <laughs> I guess the turd doesn't fall far from the fucking sand. Oh my so, you guys are monsters, so, man. So, Vince, how is uh, business going at the prestigious Lobo Sound? It's going well. I appreciate you asking. We're working very diligently, and it's it's really cool to have turned into an advertising agency um, with the digital audio production and the composition. Most of what we're doing is radio commercials in terms of production. Okay. And it is... You know, as you guys have your BetDSI, and let's go to BetDSI.com slash Y-W-I-L, promo code Y-W-I-L, which you guys keep forgetting to say stands for, you watch, I listen. I I I don't know how smart the listener base is. Well, if they're as as smart as us, you're right. I should actually explain what that stands for. They're like, what does Y-W-I-L stand for? (laughs) So, yes, Y-W-I-L, for all you morons out there, it means you watch... I listen. Yeah, and so but, uh, I'm I'm really really proud to announce on the you. air that uh, we'll be introducing our second sponsor to That's the right. show, and it's it, uh, Blue Chew. So we'll be giving away some free donger pills to all you guys. Um, Dude, I I have some friends that have those? have used Blue Chew, and yeah. everything they say about it, they're like, yo. It's been two days and this boner's still here. <laughs> and no, they don't actually say that, but um, they've said good things about it. I heard that it makes your loads bigger, which who doesn't want a bigger load? Uh, yeah, nice. <laughs> yeah, it's like instead of using one tube sock, you got to use a whole pair. And it's like KP's kitty fuck this way. So two tube socks. Yeah, two tube socks. <laughs> so very excited to hear about Blue Chew, and you'll be hearing about them more from us in the, the coming weeks. Uh, does Lobo Sound have anything coming. big? Uh, coming. Like coming. Get it coming? Like coming. <laughs> uh, Blue Chew, working it in there. Yeah. yeah you know what? Working As of butt. right now, I'm, I'm so focused. My brother and I are very focused on the web design, um, the advertising, all that stuff. So for now, we're throwing all the production with releasing music publicly. That's on the back burner. That's not the most important thing. It's not the most lucrative thing. You know, it's crazy. Hey, you know, host of American Ninja Warriors on your last album. Okay, how much money did that make? Who gots? So, advertising agency. That's Bobo costs Bobo costs <laughs> money everywhere he goes. Yeah. The uh, birth he oh, costs have money. You guys been out with him recently? <laughs> um, I saw him maybe at the end of last. No, I saw him at Anthony's Halloween party. I've seen him at least once since then. We tried to. I mean, he, we tried to see him at uh, opening day. Yeah, but he but, couldn't get in. Yeah. <laughs> there, there was oh. a minimum IQ requirement. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they said you, you have one chromosome too many. <laughs> oh my god. But I All guess right. that's why he's a you know, fan. I, I held back for such a long time. That kid's a, just... I know that we're on the air right now, so I gotta be polite. He's not the easiest to deal with. I've cleaned up everything that can come out of a person. someone's body. Oh, he ruined my Tims. A, a fresh pair of Tims is 200 bucks. He threw up all over my Tims. <laughs> I have video on. This kid yacked. I'll send you guys a photo. It must have been 22 if, fucking feet on the ground, this kid spewed. If you, if you have the sound clips of him just him going, ugh, it yeah. needs to become some type of beat. Yeah. Oh, I, I think... Oh. What the fuck just happened? Is your hot plate on fire? <laughs> what the hell is that? He's gone now. I think Vince just died. No. Oh. Uh, are you alive? Are you okay? Dude, that was... 
that was God saying, "Stop talking about Bobo." Clearly, so uh, we will stop talking about him. But I have, I have an idea. I want you to hear my idea out. Within the next year, we need to do something, and if this requires us coming out to Chicago for a Uh-oh. week, we should make you watch. I listen the album. Oh, how would that go? <laughs> I have an. I, here's my idea conceptually. It's an album that makes references to whether it's reviews on the show, like dropping a reference about an album or a movie, okay. us making fun of each other, okay. Josh just dropping in a sound clip in the middle of a beat like old Wu-Tang. <laughs> my, my idea is you watch I Listen the album. Like, you know how they do, like, Tenacious D the movie? Yeah, right. You watch I Listen the album. It's like, Wu-Tang yeah, ain't nothing. That's easy, man. Cock-sucker. You just tell me, you know, you tell me what genre. Oh, I want a little bit of everything. Oh, God. Well, that's what I was going to say. We're capable of anything, you know, from classical, country... Uh, Norteño, anything like that. Dan, my brother and I can. Like, I want a parody anything. of like bad reputation, but it's me saying it's like I don't give a fuck about my obese co-host. Sorry. Don't take that. I'm sorry. You independent woman by Destiny Child. <laughs> yeah, you can call me a dependent man because the landlord owns everything. You know, for someone who makes fun of hack comedy all the time, you got fat jokes. Yeah, well, see, hack comedy has its has its places in the world yeah. because when you do, you know, over. 200 hours in a year of content there has to be a level of hack comedy in there yeah. because otherwise it's almost like you're try- trying too hard to be funny and setting up punchlines so sometimes you gotta go for cheap heat yeah cheap heat so, so Vince I think in the next year or so we should talk about that and make an that, album that'd be cool and actually, um, you know that. whether it's we, we can collaborate on lyrics and parody ideas or just you know spin off from inspirations of songs yeah that could make sense I think yeah. that could be very very funny yeah that'd be um, uh, so I think I think it's something you'd be very excited about as well, Vince. Especially having us in the studio. You know, I, I think that that's a fantastic idea. My brother and I have purchased... We're currently hosting, uh, I believe it's 26 websites because we're doing the web design, but we've also been buying domains. Um, I have a platform that I've been developing with my brother, and we've been throwing ideas back and forth. I have a very brilliant cousin in Scotland who's also going to contribute, and my Cheap other... You, you guys know my... Like my two favorite shows that I work with, I get to work with so many cool shows, and it's it's very humbling. And I got to tell you guys, it's really refreshing that you guys haven't lost humility. Uh, I've there's never another had show. It. <laughs> <You're a bastard. laughs> no, he's never there's... once, dude. He's no, no uh, such thing I as like humble. I like feigning of being humble. I'm not actually humble. No. I'm just an uh, asshole. No, you're, you're, you're like Iron Sheik humble. humble. Yeah, fuck, you're, fuck you're your ass, make you humble. Guys. Old country way. <laughs> <laughs> fuck your ass, make you yeah. humble. <laughs> Break your back, put you in camel clutch. <laughs> Break the Hulk Hogan's did, leg. You're worse than the Virgil. <laughs> did you guys ever... I'm starting to get sidetracked, but have you ever heard the mix Troy Kwan did with the put him in the camel clutch? Yeah, of course. Come on, man. Uh-huh. I go deep uh. with my... Not just my Troy Kwan knowledge... But especially with my Iron Sheik knowledge, uh-huh. he's one of my favorite individuals ever. Like he, he's the reason Kayfabe started to die, getting co- pulled over and arrested with Hacksaw Jim Duggan, mm-hmm. and they had crack with them. <laughs> and before he does an independent match, he's like, "I, I have to go. Uh, what are you doing? I smoke the crack." And in a hotel room, right before he wrestles in an auditorium full of fifteen hillbillies and three premature births, and he can barely <laughs> even work. He can barely even walk. Yeah, it's fantastic. So, so Vince, before we um, we jump off and we go through our nonsense, it'll be a surprise for you to hear. Do you have anything else you want to plug or say or any um, where people can find Lobo Sound? Just go to lobosound.com. And yeah, real quick, if I'm gonna do my plugs, uh, bettsi.com/slash YWIL. 
promo code YWIL, which stands for You Watch, I Listen, Thank coming you. soon. Season Technically, one. I believe it's June 1st. So Blue Chew is going to be advertising on the show. We'll be giving away some uh, some pills. I know that we had Horton I'm Heat on last one. week. Yeah, and Horton Heat again. Oh, shout I out to him. He was. Too. I'm going to take one. Awesome. I'm going to take a Blue Chew on the show <laughs> and then accentuate my boner. How cool! Dude, take one, take one like six hours before. Like, take it the night before, man. What if we record at nine a.m.? I got to wake up at three just to take a boner pill. <laughs> nah, take it the night before, man. It's <laughs> I'm gonna fall asleep on my stomach and wake up in the air. Be like, <laughs> landlord's gonna be like, the power of Christ compels you. <laughs> Floating like Linda Blair in The Exorcist. <laughs> if your head does a three hundred and sixty and you projectile split pea soup on her, call me Bobo. <laughs> That wasn't split pea soup. No, that was there's nothing. The only thing on the, the only thing on Bobo that spins 360 is his chewed up dick. <laughs> you know, dude. Honestly, it's exactly what. Oh, <laughs> just oh, I don't. Oh, all right, all right, Vince. So, all right, Vince. So thanks for joining us. Yeah, uh, thank you. Pal. I hope you enjoy your movie and album this week as well. And uh, we'll talk to you next week, buddy. Yeah, no problem. Real quick, I gotta finish my plugs. Go for oh sorry. Um, plug. No, no, dude, don't worry about it. DSI slash Y W Y L Blue Chew next week and then one is um you know what actually I'm gonna save that plug because it's a little bit more um Yeah, save it. Save it let's save some surprises for next week. Yeah, yeah we'll do it for next week because I, I this the plug is actually such a sincere plug, plug I, I don't wish to cheapen it. Uh, okay, cool. fair, fair. Thank you, pal. Yeah, it I mean you know the plug that I'm talking about. Yes. But thank you guys for having me on. We'll talk Man about blah. it next week. <laughs> uh, oh, fuck you. <laughs> Sorry. You, you, you should know as an avid listener, fan, and friend of the show that if I see an opportunity to say something that makes you squirm, I'm going to say it way worse than you're hoping for. Yeah. Oh, bro. <laughs> I know, sorry. Jesus Christ. No, it's all good, but hey, real quick, I gotta say, thank you. Um, I kind of took the little back seat here, but I'm glad that I'm gonna be on next week. We've got a shitload of guests. Let me flip to my guests. I know next week, Hope for the Day is gonna be on. Taylor nice. asked me to reach out to them, which great. is really cool. That's gonna be on 6-9. On 6-15, we've got Jack Posobiec from One American News Network, which yep. is gonna be sick. Big fan. Deborah the Giovanni is on. I, dude, he's <coughs> such a good guy, man. Deborah the Giovanni is going to be on on the 22nd of June. Funny broad. George, she's hilarious, man. George and Deborah Papadopoulos will be on on the 29th. I think that's extraordinarily topical. Jo Josh's yeah, eyes Josh just, just lit, lit up. up I didn't tell Josh about this. His Yo, eyes just that's lit up. fucking awesome. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> We're in a garage. We're going to talk yeah. to him. <laughs> yeah. Dude, I, like, I see what Josh likes on Twitter, man. I think Josh and I would get along you, wait, yeah. till you, wait till you see what he likes in real life yeah. <laughs> <laughs> guys uh, well, I reached out to Fat Vito yes uh, again uh, I believe Ashley St. Clair is going to be on the, cool. the, the 6th Zuby is the 15th of July he had to reschedule that's the reason that you guys are being subjected to me on the 22nd it's uh, every day though true <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I really text <laughs> I'm you I'm sorry, lot. dude. No, I don't give a shit. I'll Shut bring, up. Hey, I'll bring you sponsor money. Fucker. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. You're right. This this is like the, the receipt. Yeah. Yeah, right. Here's your fucking receipt. And, and then Dan from Tactical Review is going to be on on the 22nd. And then I have to say, too, Perosi, you're like, can we get some liberal guests on? I texted you two fucking months ago. Well, no, I said, no hey, that was man. me responding to your text from two months ago because I only remembered now. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, that, like, my, my, my intention and response 
or saying that was response to that text that piqued my mind that you had said that. So well, I, I have yeah, a delayed dude. I have a delayed trigger on like everything in life. Yeah, like if really I get does. shot, it's gonna take me a month to realize it. Yeah. All right, audience. I'm saying this to the audience. I texted in two months ago and I say I got a pipeline to Ocasio Cortez. No, I don't want that and bitch. Elon Omar. Yeah, no shit. Neither do I. Yeah. Fucking not gonna say what I'm thinking. Yeah, don't. Uh, yeah, let's yeah, not. no. What's that? But for real, I, I hit you up and I'm like, hey man, let's have Ocasio Cortez on the freaking show, and you're like, that's the that's yeah. When the Green New Deal comes out, you could have had her on when the Green New Deal comes out. I would rather have her on at the edge of the apocalypse. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> All right, Vince. I think I think she's wonderful. I'll talk to you guys soon. All right, man. Have a good weekend, Later, buddy. Pal. One love, guys. Hey, Josh. God bless, man. You're kicking ass. Thanks, brother. Don't be nice. All right, bye, Vince. <laughs> Take care. All right, and that was Vince from Lobo Sound. Hey, Again, hey. shout out to him. Uh, a lot of fun stuff there. I can't wait till he has to watch Hereditary because he tells me how easily he scares. So, oh, really? So good luck, buddy. I was gonna say <laughs> Vince and I are very similar in that regard. Like we just don't we don't like that shit, man. Yeah, um, Taylor. You see that? Uh, like in the last. <laughs> 10 days, 11 people have died trying to scale Mount Everest. Yeah. You know who fuck? survived? Who? Mandy Moore. Like, <laughs> she's, she scaled Mount Everest and like, lived. <laughs> you talking about, like, like, the pop singer? The pop singer, the star the of the, the classic A Walk to Remember. That fucking, oh, she, uh, I hate no, that movie. She, Current star of the smash hit TV show, This Is Us. Oh, God, that show stinks. <laughs> what a heavy-handed load of shit that is. It, I've never, I haven't watched a I, single I, I minute watched, of that I, show. I watched the first two seasons, and it just got too much, man. No, it's, it really it's did. sappy to Wait, be, you watched full seasons of oh, the yeah. show? No, like, I know, dude, no, I know a lot of people, no, it's, dude, it's so it's, highly rated. Dude, it's really, like, it's really good at telling stories and making you feel about the characters, but then after it a while, it's just like... It's just about feeling let, and hurting. Let me, let me put it to you like this. There's one major storyline um, that really just takes too long to develop, and then when, the, when it finally happens, you're like... Ah, oh, fuck, now it's over, and I lost interest. You know what uh, I mean? Like, there's other stuff that happens, but I just don't necessarily care that much I don't anymore. like when shows are just, like, pulling at the heartstrings just to pull at the heartstrings. It's like no dude, the notebook kind yeah, of shit. Yeah, dude, like, it pulled so fucking hard that, like, it was it was emotionally draining. Like, because you felt so yeah, much for the characters, uh, and it was hard. Uh, and people, like, get defensive when you call it a soap opera. Motherfucker, it it's is. a soap opera. It is. Everything is about how someone died, or they didn't meet their dad, or how their house burnt down, or how they met. We get it. Life happens. Life sucks. We get it. Those kind of Life shows... Life sucks, the, the, and then you die. Speaking of the devil, Josh, um, <laughs> I have to follow up on the Vince McMahon thing from a couple weeks ago. Oh, I, I um, Josh, you have to play this. So someone sent this to me. Uh, my buddy uh, Clarence from Scotland. It is the worst Vince McMahon clip ever. You need to hear what he said. This is this is from a Watch uh, Culture video. Which now, I know. No, what not, culture? What yeah, culture? No, no, I was thinking Watch Mojo. It's <laughs> things that they want you to forget about Vince McMahon. Yeah. And I need you to hear this promo that I don't is, even remember. Is, is it the one where he's talking about Michael Gang? His wife. She's gonna be raped by a motorcycle gang right in front of the Undertaker. Wow. <laughs> Can you play that again, Josh, please? Yes. What's going to happen to uh, in front of The Undertaker? Dude. When Paulie dangerously couldn't help him, Vince lost it and said that he was going to have Undertaker's house burned down. And these are his words. His wife raped by a motorcycle gang. His wife? She's going to be raped by a motorcycle gang right in front of The Undertaker. <laughs> wow. By a motorcycle gang. Yeah, yeah. She's going to be raped. Yeah, did you notice who was narrating that video? Yeah. Of all people yeah, to come out and say that. Exactly. What the fuck? Dude, Vin, okay. That's almost as bad as the Booker T thing when he's walking past him with a fucking do-rag and he's like, sup? Yeah. And he just goes, tell me he did not just say that. Like, what? Does this, is this guy 
really just that out of touch. Um, Seriously. Yes. And, that, and listen, and that's and dude, a that while was all, ago. That was like fucking 15 years ago. That's a while ago, dude. Yeah. Like, that, what, that was, what was that? Like, like pre, that like was after like, that the was, invasion well, angle or I, whatever? I gotta think, if that whole yeah. angle yeah. was yeah. probably... Soon after. Yeah, well, that had to be like Ruthless Aggression Undertaker because you're yeah. talking about the motorcycle thing. Oh, so, so he was he was Big Evil then. Yeah, I would say yeah. it was Big Evil Undertaker. Which I still like. Um, which, like so now that we're talking about uh, wrestling, um, AEW, Double or Nothing this week. Um, so I ordered it. I wanted to be supportive of the company because I'm um, very excited about it. I think what they're doing is innovative. I think it's different. I think that they're being very smart. I think that they're being smart in... Not going, trying to go head to head with WWE, yeah, just doing their but, own thing. But just poking the bear a little bit. I think, I think it, if you don't poke the bear, it's like just unspoken thing that everyone realizes. And I don't think any of it was cheap shots. I no. think all of it was, you know, like it was, it was like, good fr- heat, like friendly competition kind of heat. The other thing too, I liked that the pre-show was called the buy-in. Yeah, like, which was really, that cool. was really cool. Which is a lot of fun. The the battle royal was a lot of fun. Uh, they which let everyone I, have which, their little spot. Which, Luke Perry's son was dude, awesome. Which, by the way, was a great way to like really like. The dude, I'm, I'm forgetting his name. Pac. Orange Cassidy was Orange. with his hands in How his pockets. How great was that? Dude, I just saw with a video last night. He did a suicide dive, and he goes and runs and does a suicide dive with his hands in his pockets. Still lands on his feet, and he just keeps walking. Like dude. that shit's funny. They're like when he, he's like he's like oh he destroys Tommy Dreamer. He's like leg kicking him. He's, and he's just like doing like him. these light little chops. And then he just he does the Shawn Michaels get up, and he just immediately gets um, eliminated. The, the match of the night for me was Cody and Dustin. Cody um, and Dustin. The, the it got five stars from Dave Meltzer. It was probably my favorite match you've seen in the last six months and that includes some great ones in WWE from Kofi to Daniel Bryan um, to what just uh, the Money in the Bank this past week was a really good show for as bad as Raw and SmackDown have been Money in the Bank delivered on every front mm. um, the AJ Styles Seth Rollins match was incredible unbelievable match the Money in the Bank match um, people being mad about Brock winning but, oh fucking boo uh, you, you know what's so funny that people when they're like oh fucking Brock again you want to understand why Brock comes back? Look at the ratings when Brock is on and off. You want to shit on Roman Reigns. When Roman is on one show, the ratings go up and he's off another, they go down. Do you want to tell me that they suck? Fine. But Brock Lesnar, it brings interest no matter what. Yeah, he's sure. a spectacle. He's a, he's a showcase. Is him holding up the belt a good thing? Not entirely, but I am always interested when Brock is involved in some way. Yeah, There's sure. certain people that anything they do, I'm interested in. The only thing I paid attention to Raw and SmackDown in the last few weeks has been the Firefly Funhouse stuff because it, it's interesting, it's quirky, it, it, it meshes like this new shade of Bray while kind of pulling in the old one. Yeah, the right. mask that he's wearing was designed by Tom Savini. It looks like an old Corey Taylor mask. Yeah, right. Um, but... AEW, what they did specifically in the Dustin and Cody match was they told an incredible story and the emotion was there. The crowd was into it. They played off each other well. Dustin bladed entirely too deep. I can't even see what's oh, on no, the screen. No, no, it, it was, dude. Like, that was he, he was yeah. bleeding like crazy. And then the, the best part Our for truth. me was at the end when uh, Cody cut a promo on Dustin about wanting the, uh, Dustin to be his tag team partner. He's like, I don't need a partner or a friend. I need a brother. I need my brother. It, it, there's a video that someone meshed up. It was an old, It's from an old Dusty Rhodes promo in WCW when Dustin was in WCW and he mimics his father's Cody mimics his father's words yeah. in a different just from a different angle Dude, it's, um, it was it was a great show then, all around and I'm really happy I got to watch yeah, it Co- um, Jericho and Kenny Omega was good it was a little sloppy at the end well, I mean it's hard to like the, the, their match at Wrestle Kingdom was probably yeah it, and it was still a really good match yeah. but I, that's why people were like oh they botched here there's probably five botches a match that you don't realize because most of us aren't smart enough to pick up on the the actual botches that happen. Um, But 
it ended great. Jericho improved on the mic at the end. Yo, and then, of course, you had the arrival that. of one... Uh, the artist formerly known as Dean Ambrose, John, John Moxley. Moxley. And bro. John Moxley is all over the headlines this week for his appearance on Talk is Jericho, which that was, was recorded before Double or Nothing. Yeah. And it, okay, so Dude, it everyone, was an amazing interview. one of the most popular interviews in wrestling in the last five years was CM Punk with Colt Cabana. Yeah. And, and, you Colt know, Cabana there, sued him. there was a lot of uh, revealing things in that, but I think a lot of people discredited it because Punk was always looked at as like a bitter, like holier than now martyr type. Like, I, I like Punk, but he loves being the martyr and looking like he's unique and interesting. Moxley, I love, and I've loved him, even though I didn't think his WWE work as a singles competitor was up to snuff compared to his Shield work, and a lot of that can be attributed to bad writing. I like him because he does his own thing, and I like people that... Doesn't care. Yeah, and the, the interview with Jericho... I thought did a great job of burying WWE without sounding bitter. All he did was say things that most in the know fans, smart marks, if you will, knew already from the WWE's creative process to Vince. There's the meme going around now of Vince. Such just, good yeah, shit. That's such good shit. When he's talking <laughs> about like the smelly and the like when they were, Dude, when they were in the UK. When, and stuff when like he that. turned heel the night that Roman announced he had leukemia, I was like, all right, maybe this is the Ambrose I like. And then they add that siren to the beginning of his music, and he's coming out where in the Bane jacket and a gas mask and, and the smell of these people and then he's getting rabies vaccines and every promo and Vince doesn't know how to do a promo for a heel anymore without it ripping on the city or yeah, the people right. and like Sami Zayn is is better at it right now which he got some heat this week too I, I, which is I, horse shit I saw. and but Moxley the things he said is all the stuff that most fans knew that WWE's creative process is bullshit and I've come to the, the realization that WWE is not a wrestling show it is a TV production with wrestling sprinkled in he but the problem is a tv production should have co coherent complete storytelling and someone pulled up a poll um in the last year in wwe that there's been like of 240 announced matches only like 80 of them actually happened on raw or smackdown yeah right like there's always some kind of stipulation it never goes off as planned i'm probably off on the statistics but it was like a dramatic number that didn't happen I, it just it doesn't seem like the product is there and i mean i i was telling josh before we even started the show like i i don't want to shit on wwe because it's too it's too easy to do yeah sure but i like a like I, I was a pretty avid wrestling fan not not too yeah. long ago and seeing all these guys coming from the indies get get into NXT, EC3, or even like um, oh fuck EC3. But I'm saying he's, I know, he's like, good. But no, I'm he's saying not. He's yes, he is. He is awful. EC3. You think he's awful because he has nothing to work no, with? No, he was awful at Impact. Dude. Oh, stop it! No, he fucking oh, wasn't. I, I need you to when, later look up the clip in the worst wrestling promo of all time. He has no charisma. He has a look. His charisma is limited. His wrestling is average. He's not a bad wrestler. There is nothing about him that captures any. Yes, he's being given bad work, and that could be attributed to it, but there's a reason when he signed, no one was like, yes, EC3, because everyone that watched him long enough in Impact knows he had a look and nothing else. He was Dixie Carter's best friend, and that's the only reason he ever got a push. He was not good. He was never good. He did okay in NXT. Everyone does okay in NXT. Bailey did okay in NXT. She's dog shit on the main roster. It's, he's not... It's a different audience, though. Well, it's a different audience for sure. It's an entirely it's, different it's, audience. It's also a different... It's, it's different writers. It's yeah, different. It's 
like the Ascension. Like, think about how big the Ascension the was Ascension in NXT. Huge, they were bro. great. Yeah, in NXT. of course. And then they get to the main roster. But I've I've seen Dude. EC3 long enough. I've never liked EC3. Dude, how big was Finn Balor in NXT? He got the title. Granted, he had the shoulder injury. But how like how relevant? Dude, you has know he what been sucks? That, that I'm not saying I'm not taking anything away from the IC title at all. That's sure. not what I'm saying. I think but what that, I'm saying um, is he's, I, for, he's I keep forgetting man. he's the IC champion. But that's what I'm saying. See how forgettable it is. Finn Balor started the fucking Bullet Club, dude, with Gallows and Anderson. And WWE finds a way to ruin that. They find a way to ruin no, Adam. No, 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 I don't blame no, WWE I, for that. Yeah. It's not their fault that Finn Balor got hurt when he was about to get a that, big no, push. That's he not, was, that, get, no, he was getting pushed the to the fucking and he's still, moon. That's not, I, I, I'm agreeing with you. I'm saying it's after the fact. When he came back and when he fucking jobbed, when, when, when he has a match with Jinder fucking Mahal. Do and then Jinder Mahal gets a WWE title push I, I will two still, months I later. I will still support the Jinder Mahal title push. Because they did not have another heel in the company. He was the only real heel. Whose fault is that? WWE's yeah, job. okay, but you have to go with the heel that's happening, and they made it happen. Finn, you want to know why Finn isn't over on the main roster? Why? Well, he is over, but you want to know why he'll never be a big star? Why? His size. That's so, so fucking uh, okay, stupid. But that's it's, why. It's the truth. Johnny Gargano will never connect on the main roster card because of his size. It's just a thing that happens. There's very few... Re- Dude, one, the, one, arguably the greatest champion in WWE history, the most decorated, is Shawn Michaels. He is also... Arguably the worst box office draw in the history of WWE as do, champion. Do you not see how dumb that sounds when you say it like that? But it's true. It doesn't matter how true it is. It doesn't make it, it, doesn't make okay, it dumb. Okay, but if you're but, a company that needs to make money, don't you need to push the people that are going to bring fans and bring ratings? Dude, you got to think about it this way. Why are so Roman like, and Brock these, appeal? But all these, no, but what I'm saying is these arguments are the reason why I don't fucking care about WWE anymore, bro. But I'm t- I care this, about the product in the ring. The as same thing to is going to happen in AEW. Promos. Is it? Uh, yes. With Hangman Page, uh, really? In wrestling, look is half the appeal. You have to have a look. And unfortunately, people... Th- this is one of what we call... A couple of my buddies, we call wrestling. It's called Fix Fight. Because the idea of pro wrestling is a fixed fight, right? It's yeah. supposed to look like it's a simulated battle. Sure. And who appeals more? The behemoth or the guy that's 190 to 205 pounds? I'm not even doing it to be... Like devil's advocate, I I've always preferred the the small. Like I've always been a I've been the biggest Jeff Hardy fan my whole fucking and see, life. And see, I I like see I like Jeff Hardy, but I was never a big Hardy Boy fan because I am more interested in the storytelling of a match. And he's had some incredible matches, I, but, but I want to see Matt but, wrestling. No like, more often I've, than I've, not. I've also loved the high. Fly- I'm just saying. I've Why do you think I like Matt, Riddle, Matt Riddle so much? I've always loved the high I've, flyers. I like high flyers. I don't like people that are just doing flips over and over again. There's literally no storytelling in that. There is some to be fair, but there's no like ability to build up this to this. There's all fo- like Johnny. I don't like Johnny Gargano. First off, his theme music sucks, and every match is kick out of a finisher, kick out of a finisher, kick out of a finisher. Still I don't one of the best, like that. One shit. of the one of the best tag team matches I've ever seen in my life. DIY versus the Revival. No, it, it, dude, well, the Revival is a real tag team. They use actual tag team moves. Yeah, right. They tell a story via tag team wrestling. And then, uh, and, and then what happened with didn't Tommaso Ciampa just hurt his neck really yeah, bad? He, yeah, like, he, that's yeah. what happened. But I, I am not. A, I love the small. Shawn Michaels is my favorite wrestler of yeah. all time. I like the smaller guys a lot, but when you you're running the business, and the people that are bigger are the ones that are selling. You have to understand, when you are on a TV show, you have your core audience. WWE's ratings could go down, and they will still have that million to two million that are watching weekly, no matter what, no, because it's I clockwork. I'm just saying, I don't, like, want, I don't want people to be brought down to like the, like the cruiserweight fucking well, division and shit want me like to, that. Okay, compar- what happened com- a lot. Comparing to real fighting again, sure. who are the biggest stars in boxing no, history? No, you're 100% right. I completely agree with it, you. It, the, the heavyweights sell more because Demetrius was, because Mighty Mouse was arguably the, the I'm, pound for pound. I'm 
wrong with Mighty ever. Mouse. No, he's a, that, he just I turned down a, a rematch with uh, with Henry Cejudo. No, 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 no. Japan, Japanese because he's in one FC now. Uh, Dimitri, oh, he's not in the UFC anymore. A guy that he beat in the UFC, and now he's saying he won't do the rematch. He can never complain about not getting money. No, he won. He won. Because all the UFC guys lost in one. But what AEW can differ themselves with is by just writing out the people that the fans are feeling rather than what WWE does and tries telling the people who they are supposed to be feeling. Yeah. And that's something that, uh, you know, Ambrose brought up is that Vince thinks that he knows what people want to hear despite being completely out of touch mm -hmm. with general society. Um, uh, Vince is definitely getting senile. My, my hope here is, and if you look at historically with WWE, I am I don't like the people that just want to see WWE fail. That's stupid. I, don't I want both fail. products to thrive. Care. My favorite time in wrestling history was when I was able to switch between Raw and SmackDown while recording one so I can watch the stuff I missed and watching the other. For four weeks, I would only watch Nitro and then switch to Raw between commercials, or I'd watch Raw and then switch to Nitro between commercials. My Vince has always done well when he had actual competition, someone pushing him. So I'm hoping that he sees a AEW doing well, and he's like, we need to change something. Well, there was also some that they mentioned in that interview with Moxley and Jericho that that actually like seems kind of legit. Was like, does Vince kind of? I mean, I'm does Vince like, like? How can you possibly still have that passion after forty years? Well, of doing I think it? I that I that I can see. I think I, I think it's more of yeah. being out of touch with just what you said, just being in society. I think it's a now. level of that. I also think it's a level that he's he, you know when he's one of his one of his, one of his best best most iconic promos he cut as Mr. McMahon was when he bought out WCW and he said you have to grab your competition by the throat and kill him. Like and I bought my competition. I, I, I feel yeah. like that's actually how he feels, and that that. Because his Mr. McMahon character was just, you know, yeah. his his real persona from going up to from four to eleven, mm -hmm. and I think that's part of it. He's had no real competition. Impact was never a threat, even when they had their best ratings. It wasn't yeah, a they threat, yeah. and the ratings are lower than ever right now in WWE. I mean, they still win their demographics, which is why people don't understand. Like you could say their ratings are going down. It, it is going to have an impact on their stock if the ratings continue to drop because they tout, oh, we have over a billion social media followers, which is such an inflated number because what they do is they count the followers. Every one of their superstars has, yeah, right. Which I, that, that's their sure. right. They own the name. They yeah. own the character. Yeah, sure. And they have to approve certain tweets, and they can make you take them down. Um, but I mean, the the things that they're doing in general over the last you know few years, it was easier to gloss over some of them because if you had a three hour raw and an hour and a half of it was good, you were happy. Yeah. Then it got to the point where if I was just not bored watching raw, I considered it a good raw. And now I'm at the point where I'll leave it on my phone or my tablet, and then when I see Bray Wyatt's thing come on, and I watch it. With AEW, I'm paying attention to everything they're doing, and I'm really excited to see how they, they go with it. They did a fantastic job with this pay-per-view. It did pretty good pay-per-view numbers, around 100,000. Which was probably for, for, for a first pay per view, second pay per view. Uh, well, because oh, all, all in, in technically all in. was the first one. Yeah, yeah. and it, it didn't do as well box office wise because they were in Vegas, which is not a wrestling market. No, it's, it's not. a it's a that's a combat sports market. So, so what, what, they're so going to Chicago it? for the next I'll one. Say Chicago, New York. Of course, York. you're going to get the CM Punk rumors. Of course, um, naturally. Well, well, listen. So you're always going to get those fucking rumors, and a lot of uh, as it's been happening ever since a double a w w double or nothing came out was like, all right, well, who's going to jump ship? That's always yeah. going to be that thing. So like, if you had to pick like like two wrestlers from WWE that you guys legitimately love to jump ship and go to AEW. Like, like who, who, would, it who would it be? Like for me, the number one would probably be Ricochet because I love Ricochet in the Indies. I, I mean, he's great no matter where he goes. I just like my, him better on the Indies. My scene. number one is Cesaro. I was to me, say the exact he, same is, thing. he is the most criminally underutilized WWE wrestler in the last decade. I, I would say. And the other one, if I had to pick.
pick another, who would it be? Cesaro? Like, I- I'm talking like more so like they have creative control. They could do what they want. Well, we're, I know that they have some good ideas. Right. Um, Cesaro's definitely a good one. Cesaro's my number say, one. I would say Ricochet, and then if I had to pick, I would like to see Shinsuke in AEW. Um, uh, I, just, oh, yeah. I, I just love Shinsuke. Nakamura. I've been over I, Shinsuke for a I've while. I've been over him for a while, But too. to be fair, I think his best years are behind him. Like, yeah, he's, when he dude, was, he's beat the fuck up. Dude, when, he can when, barely walk. Like when, he, like, when he was doing that crazy shit with, like, AJ Styles yeah. was the um, next level Cesaro, shit. Cesaro, and who would be my other choice of who I'd want to see go over? Um... Kevin Owens, if anyone, Owens and I think good. Kevin does great. Kevin is one of the guys that could make anything work on the main roster. He reminds me of Jericho a lot in that way. He, I feel like he, he makes probably learned, everything. He probably work. learned a lot. From yeah, Jericho I'm sure. During that run. Which during the the Moxley interview, Jericho talking about what they did with the you know their whole run, where Jericho had, in a previous episode was talking about how a week before you know they um they announced Goldberg. Lesnar at Mania, it was supposed to be Kevin Owens and Jericho for the title and the co-main event at WrestleMania, and then they were suddenly the second best match of the night, and I love that match at Mania. Um, you know, Jericho, to his credit, it, he has to, he inches closer and closer for me to top five all time because the way he consistently reinvents himself. Yeah. My biggest complaint about Double or Nothing is that the fucking chance that they carry over everywhere, they're doing yes, they're doing this is awesome, holy shit, shut up, up like dude it, I, I just I don't get making the show about yourself mm-hmm. I don't like that I don't you do yes at the appropriate time you could do whole they, they do holy shit on any every suicide it, dive what, every time someone goes through a table when, when it's done at the appropriate time it makes yeah, sense but like the last do, time I remember a holy shit was when Owens took a most ridiculous bump through a stack of chairs yeah that yeah up. that was crazy that's a holy shit but moment like, they do one every match and yeah. the wrestling fans like I get it it's, it's too it's, much it's, it's way it too, too much. much that was my biggest complaint and my other only other complaint on a double or nothing was the commentary wasn't great um Jim, Ross doesn't have a lot to work with. There, well, it's I, I well, my, okay. my big no. I don't think it's that Ross has a lot to work with. I think that he is out of touch with the current product. He doesn't know the names of the moves. He his it, like you got to think when well, he it, was big. He's been out of it. For he a while, it was all the same kind of moves, just modified a little yeah. bit. And now it's this whole new generation and style of wrestling. Yeah. He wasn't bad. Excalibur was terrible. Yeah, he was terrible. And um, uh, I, you know, he's a guy that I thought. I, I mean, that was just me. He didn't stick out for me. But the commentary didn't diminish the product at all. No, you know, you know who's great and. Criminally underrated on the, on the commentary team is uh, McGinnis. Oh yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, the, the British guy. Yeah, he, there's a great uh, WWE awesome. Network special about him. You should watch. He's it's so really good. good. Um, the the other thing, I was cool, it was cool seeing. It was too. cool. No, he's still. I, I still love Corey Graves. No, I mean, I haven't heard him recently. What's wrong Graves. with Corey Graves? No, I just I, I just don't like the like that pretentious shit he does on Twitter. I don't fucking like that. Staying shit in me. character? No, no, no. <laughs> it's not even that. Like just knowing that like in real life he's an actual scumbag. No, he's not. Why is he a scumbag? The, well, the thing with his wife, which was totally made up, disproven. One hundred percent disproven. his wife. His wife. Decided to go. His ex-wife went on a tirade. They'd been separated for six months, not living together for six months, and then she made him look bad. She tried turning everyone against him. Now I look bad because I yeah. didn't know that. No, Corey, Asshole. and now sorry, he, really and, no and he upgraded to Carmella. Then I, well, <laughs> now, now I sincerely yeah. apologize yeah, no, to Cor- Corey Graves. Cor- Corey, I, I, I like Corey. He's funny. He's uh, interesting. What, I, I'm what really was... afraid that they're gonna fuck Renee Young over. Oh, with the, well, because the whole thing with what, so, what, uh, what, what Moxley well, yeah, said. Yeah, I thing. think that that's that's how they do things in the yeah. company. They start punishing well, people didn't, for their. Didn't they, when, when they started to do it with like AJ Lee towards the end, kind of they kind of did it to AJ yeah. Lee, and then she kind of lashed back when they did the whole. She kind of kicked off the whole divas evolution or whatever. Yeah, with she the was cutting the hash, hashtag everyone. give divas a chance. She got trending worldwide. I yeah. want to believe that Vince's past that. That type of behavior, he's not. Being that but I know he's not. No. Um, but at the same Back time, I think, that, I think that uh, you sound muffed. Sorry, 
Muff At the diving. same time, I think that uh, Renee diving. is safe because of how much emphasis they're putting on the the women's evolution and the fact that she's the first female full time commentator. And she was great. I think that that would be a really really piss poor move. On I think it would be Vince's a lot of part. backlash for that yeah. as well because I, I don't think she's necessarily great on commentary, but I liked her on all the pre show post show panels on the panels. Yeah, she was um, good. in interviews. She's really good. She's a very funny girl yeah. uh, and. Uh, I, you know, I just hope nothing comes out of it uh, negative towards her. Yeah, um, same. So uh, we had a big death in the sports world last week. Yeah, we did. Um, Bill Buckner. Uh, now, this one was uh, interesting because Bill Buckner is unfortunately remembered only for... I mean, I can't say unfortunately. Unfortunately for him, but fortunately for Mets fans, it was only remembered for one thing in his career, the, and that was the, the ball, ball getting gets between... Uh, Buckner. Get, um, gets through Buckner. Gets through Buckner, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, that obviously led to the Mets winning Game 6 and then ultimately winning Game 7 well, of the 1986 World of, Series. A lot of people say that even if he would have fielded the ball cleanly, he, he wouldn't have beat Mookie it, Wilson to the bag. It's, okay. it's all speculation. That's it's, a 50-50 toss yeah, but right. I think the bigger mistake here that people just don't acknowledge at that point in his career, Bill Buckner's back was shot, his knees were shot. He was he would he didn't even start the game the, at first base. He got yeah. brought in, and that was a mistake because he couldn't play defense. He couldn't well, lean down. They, they had they had such an interesting conversation on Joe and Evan about this, where it was more the mistake on the manager not replacing yeah. him defensively than it was on Buckner. And himself. ultimately, it wasn't Buckner's fault. They lost Game Seven. That's they the, got, they lost Game Seven. They didn't lose the World Series in but Game Six. It's one of those things where it's like, well, because he's always going to be remembered for that, and it stinks because it's like unprecedented a player makes an error in the field in a big game. Yeah, unprecedented. Well, it, right? it goes to show like what we're like as people is that, you know, Bill Buckner had a, a fantastic career. He had yeah. 2,700 career hits. I, I To me, if you have over 1,000 RBIs in your career, you were a damn good player. And he won a batting title. He was a fantastic hitter, a fantastic player. And he's only going to be remembered for that. It, it's, it's just how it goes in sports. I mean, if you are the cornerback that gives up the Hail Mary that ultimately cost your team a Super Bowl or the game that gets you into the playoffs, you even if you were a pro bowler before that, if you're Deion Sanders, you gave up that play, you're going to be highlighted more for that. Perfect example, Raheem Moore was a pretty good safety for the Broncos, but he gave up that Hail Mary in the playoffs and forever and always. Wait, wait, wait what? The, the, the Raheem Moore, the safety. Oh, oh, stepping oh, up and throwing this. deep down the far sideline. To the end zone, touchdown, Jacoby Jones. How does that happen in the Denver secondary? <laughs> I threw a fucking chair, dude. I was so mad. I texted you and I just said hi, and you said fuck off, and you didn't answer me for a week. Yeah, I was so fucking mad. Um, but yeah, like Buckner, that's all he's gonna be remembered for, and it, it's crazy. He found the sound clip, you motherfucker. <laughs> Yeah. Did you see that picture yesterday I did on Twitter where it's like uh, where they had Matt Ryan next? You to know, it's funny. Uh, right when you so right when you tweeted that, uh, and then he he tagged me in it. Yeah, I'm sitting here and I'm trying to think. I'm like, okay, I don't want to do the cars for kids bit another week in a row. Yeah, I don't want to right. get stale. I was like, this week I'm gonna piss off Taylor. <laughs> so that's so why I text that's him <laughs> and I'm like, yo, what's something Taylor hates more than anything in the world? At Taylor then, Micah hate. <laughs> yeah, and then and then I see the tag of the Falcons thing and I go, oh. The fucking 2012 divisional playoff game when they lost to the Ravens. Yep, that one. And then Flacco's our quarterback now. <laughs> that, that, oh my god, it, that's so serendipitous. It comes, full, it comes full circle. Dude. It really does. If only Jacoby Jones got signed. It right would be now. great, like if they have a chance to win a playoff game based on a hail mary and he just gets picked off I instead. Would, I would, <laughs> I'd be like, good, that's what I deserve. And, ju- and, and he got screwed out of the Taylor. MVP. I want Why? you to do something for me. Why? Define a sport. A specific sport? Or no, just define, what a sport define is. what a sport is because I have a significant difference in opinion on what defines a sport differing to an athletic competition. 
See, that's what I, that my definition is just really an athletic competition. You need some sort of athletic athleticism has to be involved. Now, what I mean by that is like whether it's running, jumping, kicking, throwing, stuff like that. I feel like that really defines a true blue sport. As far as like other things, like um, I think like precision is a big deal. It's 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 hard because some stuff can be considered sports when it's it's like the okay. lowest so, of the low. Of so here's athletic competition. Here's my per. I think there should be a difference because I don't like calling everything sports because there is significant difference when it's what you do best versus someone else doing their best at a different time versus me having to stop you in your tracks and doing your best. Mm-hmm. To me, a sport personally is defined by offense and defense. If I can stop you from doing your best and you okay. have to stop me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't I'm not trying to diminish other things, but to me cheerleading is not a sport, it's an athletic competition and it takes a high level of athleticism. That's not a knock. To me, golf is not a sport. It's an athletic competition. Because I can't heckle you when you're in your mid-backs. You can't even take a picture when no, someone is in their mid To me, bowling bowling is neither. It's bowling. nor a sport nor an athletic competition. Bowling, bowling and golf have more arguments for being sports because they're played with actual balls. Yeah, but you can. All, I don't think anything is a sport that you can also play better drunk. Yeah. Pool is not a sport. Playing pool is not a sport. Darts is not a sport. Well, darts not a sport. Dart, but people want to call these sports, and they get offended when you say they're not sports. I'm willing to concede well, uh, it to, in present day that golf is a sport because it's not like well, 20 years is, ago I would where these guys were fat sport. guys and loafers and khakis. Yeah. Tiger Woods kind of changed that, where these guys are high level athletes that actually check on Make different different angles yeah. that are you know like how your swing is and things like that. But well, that, to yeah, me, well, bowling like got, like, is bowling is not a sport. It is a it's a skill. Chess is not a sport. Bowling is as much a sport as chess is. Um, cheerleading, I would say, just because my uh, my buddy's brother is a competitive cheerleader, oh. so I'm a little more closer to that. So I would say that is more of a sport than darts, than bowling. It's definitely more of a sport. You know what I'm saying? I, like I, if you're leaning towards that, I understand but, your argument. Yeah, I would say it's still a sport. like if if people like if Michael Phelps is swimming and someone's swimming against him, the guy next to him, if he's allowed to like try stabbing him while he's swimming, it's a sport. That's NASCAR. <laughs> Is a sport because there are freaking te- sharks with freaking yeah, laser yeah, beams attached like to their freaking like, yeah, heads. You want to make it a sport? Put flesh-eating fish into the swimming pool. Just throw, just throw a bunch of piranha yeah, at them and out, that's all. Them. Put a stingray in there and oh, see God, see how it goes. Ryan. But like NASCAR, I'm not a fan, but it is a sport because there are techniques to stopping people from passing you and things like that. I think that sport should be defined by you having to be at your best to stop me at my best. If if when it's just like someone goes out there and they do a gymnast does a bunch of flips, incredibly difficult, incredible athleticism but all you are doing is trying to impress people giving scores rather and that's all subjective but there is no subjectiveness to offense versus defense it's not necessarily subjective and what I, what I mean by that is more or less that if there's a certain routine or I guess a certain stunt that has to be uh, executed without with flawlessly in order for it to work then I think that there's a type of strategy there then I think there's a type of there's planning Co- no, involved uh, coordination yeah, choreography involved. choreography you know what I'm yeah, saying sure. so Sure, I, 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 I would see that. I would say cheerleading is more so competitive dance. I'm not going to die on my hill saying it's not a sport. I just no, say what I personally right. define at it. But I will never in a but million years consider bowling a sport. I, I would say very they much so. varsity jackets to people for bowling. Fencing. Like, they, like, yeah, like f- fencing is more well, of one though because yeah. it's literally offensive. You're sword defense. fighting. Yeah, you're sword. And that you're wearing that heavy fucking gear. Yeah. And if something goes wrong, you get stabbed in the jugular. <laughs> and then you're dead. Yeah, right. 
So, so is hockey a sport? Yeah, absolutely a sport. Okay. Absolutely, I don't okay. give a fuck about hockey, <laughs> but it's a sport. No, I would like I said, I definitely agree with you because it's such. You're one of the few people that actually put a good, a solid definition behind it. Because a lot of people say it's a sport because it is. Like, because you know oh, well, they're athletes. I'm like, I'm not saying they're not athletes, yeah, but there's right. a lot of people that can do athletic things, and it doesn't make it a sport well, to me. Okay, so I would say like, pro wrestling, not a sport. Amateur wrestling, a sport. No, it, it, sports entertainment is the best definition of wrestling. It's 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 an athletic. It's athletic. Performance. No, I, what that what I'm saying is pro wrestling, not a sport. Amateur wrestling, sport. Brazilian jiu jitsu, stuff sport. like that. Sport. sport. All that sport. stuff is Absolutely. sport. Offense, defense. So Absolutely. That, I think that's a clear. That's but a like, better definition to go off. But of. like, don't tell me it's a sport because it's on ESPN. Motherfucker, the spelling bee is on ESPN. Oh, can we which, talk about that? Oh please? my god. There was so there was a twenty person tie or eight person tie. What was it? I, it was it was it was a tie. It was Everyone a tie won. with multiple people. Everyone won. And I. Okay, so there's a couple things here. I didn't know that the rules of this are based on that there's 20 rounds no matter what, and there's a winner determined at the end. Yeah, right. If that's the rules, then it was the right decision. Do I think that there should always be a winner in any competition? Yes. yes. It doesn't matter what it is. But who gives a fuck about the spelling bee? I could care less. I, I, said, I tweeted something about how most of these kids are going to be working at TJ Maxx in a few years. I saw Like, that. they're nobodies. TJ Maxx. T-J-M-A-X-X. T-J- Can you use it in a sentence? I went to buy a cheap wardrobe at TJ Maxx. <laughs> like, so I, I just... But people that are caring about it, which again goes to show how silly our culture is with outrage. Well, it's just we care so much well, about it's just, why... We get things regurgitated to us that we're supposed to it's, care about. And it's it's not even... Like, I don't get mad when people are mad about something. I get mad when it's thrown in my face and I'm told yeah. that I have to care. Oh, absolutely. And that like, you're wrong I, if, like, you don't, if you don't care. I don't even know the fucking spell... First of all, I care more... More about the Nathan's hot dog eating contest on the Fourth of July sport. than I do the fucking it's, spelling it's, bee. It's your the hot dog eating contest is a sport. You want to know why? It's the offense of your eating against the defense of your digestive system. Of your ass. <laughs> of your butt. The defense of your ass. Yeah, exactly. Um, Which, by so, the way, Joey Chestnut, dude, 65, what, 70 Yo, the 30 for 30 coming out in the next couple weeks about Kobayashi versus Joey Chestnut. That was legit, dude. That was like five dude, years in a row. Kobayashi is a little bitch. Oh, yeah, I saw He's that. a crybaby bitch. Fuck Kobayashi. I, I, there was one time where they had a competition. Who would? Uh, can he out-eat a cow? And he did. In 30 <laughs> minutes. No, he should have been like, can he eat a cow? Like, <laughs> like there's literally a full blown fucking cow eating the same thing he's eating like they're literally eating grass and he's got a fork just shoving it in his mouth um, I'm like what the f-? and then he freaked out because he, he didn't compete San Francisco here. cocksucker yes I yes. have got to meet him I, yeah. I, dude my favorite because so I'll talk about that in a second my favorite is the, the Chinese guy Mr. Wu Swedjin San Francisco cocksucker. Yeah, so he just he knows three words: cocksucker, Jew, and swedgen. I was gonna say, I, <laughs> I've been rewatching Deadwood oh, after, so because the, because now the movie's out, so I've been trying to like re, like just yeah bring everything back up and. I'll, they say cocksucker a lot. Dude, well, there's... That's so, like the main cuss word. It, well, there's a, a video on YouTube. It's a, it's a seven-minute video that is just... the. It's like called The Favorite Word in Deadwood, and it's seven minutes of cocksucker. By the way, and, who says cocksucker better than Tony Soprano? No one. I don't know. Al Swedgen... Swedgen. Swedgen. Cocksucker. Yeah, that's what it's, it's, saying, it's, it's Tony and Al. Uh-huh. So, um... I, just, I watched the Deadwood movie last night. You I got me, home uh, around like 10.30. I started at 11. Um, now, Deadwood was canceled in 2006, so it's been 13 years. That's a long time, dude. And unfortunately, the guy that wrote it, uh, Milch is his name, uh, was diagnosed with Alzheimer's in 2015. Oh, so this man. is really his last project. And the thing that he did... Because he could write so many more. Dude, this show should have show. never been canceled because it would. Deadwood might be the best 
long form storytelling in the history of television when it comes to characters and dialogue. My favorite dialogue, and going back to the whole thing with Cocksucker, yeah. the reason that they curse so much on the show, I think they said in the three seasons of the show, fuck was used almost like 4,000 times. Mm -hmm. And the reason he did that is because he used real journals from back then, because these are all loosely based on real people. Yeah, right. From uh, the main character, Wild Seth Bill Bullock, Hickox. Al Swearingen was a real character, yeah. Calamity Jane was a real person, mm -hmm. um, Charlie Utter was a real person. Yeah. And he said that it was really hard to use the actual dialogue which in like a movie like the witch where they used real dialogue people complained because it was hard to understand because that's how people spoke back then yeah. so what he wanted to do was represent the utter lawlessness and insanity of deadwood was remind people all the time with how much they swear and he did it seamlessly like there was a sentence in this one that he says that is vile and it's also like just the perfect thing for Al Swearingen to say. And for a, a lot of times these like pickups after so many long, whether it's re revivals, reboots, whatever, they struggle because they try so hard to fit the nostalgia in there mm -hmm. that it's just heavy handed. Where yeah, it's for just sure. it's just thrown that. in there for no reason. This movie Dude, I was so happy. Yeah. Like, I, I like, it's giving me, like, even goosebumps like, thinking about it now it, it, because. Like, like, they did the characters justice. It, they did there was, the there was, right. the nostalgia wasn't heavy handed. It's definitely, I will preface this by saying, it was an amazing movie, but if you have not watched Deadwood, you will not know what the fuck is going That's on. What I'm saying, because yeah. the thing that it did so perfectly was it closed loose ends from the end of season three, which is where it ended. Now, when when they canceled it, did they just cancel it abruptly? So yes, it's like abruptly. So, so there's a bunch of stuff that was just open. Yeah, like, it, it, the ending wasn't like where it was a cliffhanger, but you, it was obviously set up to continue the path it laid while. out. Yeah. And unfortunately, they didn't get that chance. And in this one, it, it's a 10-year time jump, and it's crazy, like, how old everyone looks now, like some of them. Dude, Josh, I was telling Taylor last night, Anna Gunn, Skyler from uh, Breaking Bad, she's had some serious plastic surgery since Breaking Bad ended, because she looked like shit. What, what's her name again? Because I want to... I wanna uh, Anna Gunn is her name. Anna. She looked terrible in the movie. Granted, she has a limited role, but some of them, uh, the characters, like the one that's like Al's right-hand man, that big dude, Dan, with the uh, beard and black hair... I didn't yeah. know that was Warren from There's Something About Mary. Yeah. Have you seen my baseball? <laughs> Have, you seen my <laughs> Have you seen my wiener? Um, so the movie just, it, it had the right amount of nostalgia. It was a an ending that actually made me like a little like choked up at the end. Um, and there's, Tim Oliphant fucking rules still. It, it's a great Western for one of the, it's a great ending to one of the, all-time shows and I'm happy that this guy that created this vision that he didn't get to see through got this type of ending and it gives me even higher hopes for the Sopranos prequel film. Is that her? Yeah, and that's Skylar. My God. Yeah, she's had work done. Her Dude, cheeks. nothing like her. Yeah, she, she looked did not look good. Um, but like a lot of them, I mean, all of them were older. Like seeing Brad Dorif well, in it. But right. Brad, Brad Dorif was probably my favorite character, the Doctor on Deadwood. Dude, Brad Dorif was old when he played fucking what's his uh, Worm Tongue. Dude, Lord of the Rings. he's Chucky. He's the voice yeah. of Chucky. He's yeah. one of my favorite like character actors ever, and he's great on Deadwood. Uh, Ian McShane as Al Swearingen is amazing. Tim Oliphant as Seth Bullock's amazing. Wasn't Ian McShane in an episode of uh, Game of Thrones with the? With yeah, the, with he was the, the one that, that was building him? with the Hound. Yeah, yeah, he's also the guy in John Wick that controls the Continental. Yeah, that's right. And a great yeah. actor. It, uh, I definitely recommend if you have watched Deadwood but haven't seen it in years, watch the series again before you watch the movie. Wow. And if you haven't watched Deadwood, eat a bullet. Eat a, okay. eat a bullet. Eat um, a I had some bullet. other stuff. So there was some controversy surrounding the um, Rocket Man, the Elton John biopic that what, came out this what week. What controversy are we talking about? Um, the LGBTQ community of is very angry at Elton John. Why? Because he didn't cast a gay actor to play him. That's that's Okay, so that's not their call. Yeah, okay. A, not their call. And Ellen said it best. 
he goes he said all right piss off because it's my movie and yeah. i wanted to play who i'm who I, I want someone that i trust playing me uh-huh. this guy can sing he can act and b acting is playing pretend yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, playing pretend. It, as long as you're them. not putting him in blackface, you could play whoever. Yeah, it's fine. It, it's it's fine. You can have a Christian play a Jew. You Dude, can have a Jew play a Christian. This is this is like this goes back to like when the people freaked out about ScarJo playing the transgender person or whatever. Yeah, or playing in um uh what's it called? What it? Yeah. Uh, no, Ghost in a Shell when That's it's like what, a Japanese movie. But they were mad about her playing someone transgender yeah, as well. Right. It's playing pretend. They were mad at Jared Leto for playing someone transgender in Dallas Buyers Club. Um, he won an Academy Award. For yeah, that. but they were mad because because it, it, it wasn't what they wanted. Because it wasn't a transgender person and it wasn't diverse and inclusive so Ellen I was so glad he took a stand because Ellen don't give a fuck he doesn't give a shit he I, never gave a shit he, no he doesn't give a shit Ellen is like the original queen dude, like, dude, not like dude, the band queen like he was a queen and a diva before it was a thing dude there's so many times when like if you watch old videos of Ellen like playing live on like these like these silly talk shows like in the 70s when he was coming up you could just see him playing Tiny Dancer not giving a shit no like, he just, he's literally just sitting there just not doing nothing the, just, Ellen also like took a, a stand for the movie I just read this morning um, apparently th- this movie and wh- however, listen if you're homophobic whatsoever you're not going to like it because it is the, apparently the first movie that will have a graphic gay sex scene I, I mean it can't show full on B- P-, P and B but it, it's it's supposed to be like more physical like there really isn't any gay sex in Brokeback Mountain it's more like alluded to and like angles of kind of and in Russia they took out those scenes of Rocket okay. Man and he said alright pull my movie from Russia I don't want it there I don't care if we lose the money Good. It's his artistic vision. He doesn't, doesn't like he needs it. Yeah, it's it, it, dude. He's fucking Sir Elton John. Yeah, like come on. And like, um, it, it's just I, people. I can't wait for people who are like, oh, you watched the the gay movie. Okay, I was not going into the movie yeah, saying like, I, I can't I, wait for the gay sex scene. Yeah, it's like, yeah, I totally watched. I love you, Philip Morris. Yeah, a thousand times. Dude, I don't give a shit. Like, I'm not Paris. going. I'm not into the movie for the gay sex scene. Like how some movies, like titties, will enhance it. <clears throat> if they're just showing Stella some guy Stella sucking Stella. a cock, yeah, I'm suddenly in an NC-17 film, and I did not sign up for this. Yeah. But if it's just two dudes, if I feel uncomfortable, I'll go get some snow caps, some cookie dough bites, <laughs> cookie dough bites, uh, uh, yeah. an icy. No ICs. Why not? not? I've never been an icy guy. I don't know. You know what I've never understood? The Coca Cola icy. That doesn't make sense. To no, me just get a fucking yeah, big put, Coke. Put like, some ice in it. No, it's kind of the same thing. Like when I eat, like when I would go to Taco Bell, it's like you, I'll, I'll get the Baja Blast. Is that the soda or the icy? What? I did have the Baja Blast icy. Yeah, no, same. I, I liked it. It was pretty good. <laughs> was it good? Yeah, it was good. It was, a ta- it was a tasty treat. I hate that. Now I, I want Taco Bell. Yeah, me too. I, I just want Taco Bell. I know. I haven't had Taco Bell in a bit. Like, the other day, I got out of work, and I, like, sat in my car for, like, five minutes, yeah. and I was like, am I going to Taco Bell? Dude, I've been, and then I didn't. I've been, like, st- I've been like kind of, like, trying to, like, starve myself because I've been trying to lose this weight, and also because I have no money. I'm not <laughs> taking the bait. I'm not taking the bait. I uh, I can't eat Taco Bell so much anymore because uh, they opened the Vernon Taco Bell, and it just ruined Taco Bell for me. Did it really? Was it bad? Well, they staffed... Uh, Dan, I'm going to need the bell in a second. They staffed this Taco Bell specifically with white people. And white people oh. do not know <laughs> how to make tacos. Like, either there's too much fucking meat in there. Like, give me... I'm going to stop I wanna, here. I want to yeah. go through the drive-thru. Be like, uh, can I get a quesarito? Oh, si, senor. One chulupa. It's not like you go to Taco Bell and you get Speedy Gonzalez taking your fucking yeah. order. Shut up. I just want to hear, oh, Andale Holmes. Yeah. <laughs> like, arriba, I hear, arriba. No, I want to hear, like, huh, oh, Electric Avenue. Not, oh, yeah, take that shit to the next, next level. level. <laughs> I was, I've been, I watched 22 Jump Street last night and it was the beginning when it's like, oh, Sleepy, <laughs> you might know my cousin Efe, <laughs> Oh, they call you the Mexican Wolverine. <laughs> Dude, like, Underrated uh, movies. How funny I, are those I movies? I do agree that, like, uh, if I go to a Chinese restaurant, 
restaurant. I do not want a bunch of Germans making my food. This this goes back to is an that, episode does that make of the me league. racist or racial? Yeah, this yeah. Timothy Oliphant. Timothy Oliphant. He goes. I was like, oh, what did you study your uh, your sushi in uh, Omaha? You mean uh, Omaha, Nebraska? Yeah, Kansas Oma- City. Kansas City. Yeah, it's great. And he calls him racist. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he all, he's like, I only, I only drink Chinese beer, Japanese beer. He's got a Japanese wife. Oh my god, dude, that's so funny. He thought he poisoned him with sea urchin. Turns out his appendix exploded. Um, did you guys happen to see the trailer no. for Last Blood, the Rambo? movie i did because you tweeted oh it. my god it looks awesome it, look it looks like for it looks like first blood yeah it looks like it rated our ne- it looks like a rated r home alone no, dude, i'll never forget just watching the first blood and thinking to myself oh this is going to take, take place in like like vietnam or something it's in fucking turn that down just a little bit ah! there you go the dude okay so first I off, can't see shit, but. Um, I was a little disappointed. I'm definitely going to go see. I was a little Balboa disappointed Productions with Productions. Uh, yeah, that's his production company. Oh, his production company. I was okay. a little disappointed with the Terminator Dark Fate trailer, but I kind of okay. I'm I'm kind of okay with them not giving away much about the story, but I was happy with seeing Sarah Connor back, but I so I wasn't thrilled with it. I'm still going to see it. This one I was thrilled with because it looks like it's going further back to fur- I love the last Rambo, but Yeah. Yeah, the, dude. Yeah, the this trailer's great. Billy Ray Cyrus with Old Town Road? Hell yeah. Dude, just to see him back, going back to like the roots, the more grounded Rambo. The last one was great, but it was so balls to the walls. And this one looks like it's... That was it's, one where he just sitting there with a 50 Oh, dude, it was, it was wonderful. Yeah. Just mowing through Cambodians. Dude, just cutting through them like butter. It was it was wonderful. A dream we all have sometimes. And um, then this one looks like it's going to be more along the, the lines of First Blood, which is the way you should end it. Yeah. And I so- did actually really like like Stallone actually like was making a lot of really good action movies lately. Like say what you want about the Expendables, they're fun. It's fun. They're fun. Um, or even like I watched Bullet to the Head, really good movie. Bullet to the Head was alright. I didn't hate it. Um, but no, he's I I love Stallone, man, and the fact that he's involved in the creative process with things like this and Creed about characters that are in his DNA. Um, to go back and revisit this character closer to its roots, like this one looks, it looks just like Rated R Home Alone. He's setting up booby traps. That's what I want. I am so fucking excited for Last Blood. So this is the last one. I, I'm a, I mean, I don't know blood, that. I would assume so. Like, it, it, they made First Blood 1, 2, and 3. Could they make Last Blood 2 and 3? I don't know, dude. <laughs> like, the, the Expendables, I, not one of them was expendable. No, that's true. I, I, none I, of them, outside of the Hemsworth brother. Yeah, none of them die. Um... You know what I did watch yesterday as well? Um, David Letterman's Netflix series that has come out. It's just his, it's his second season of it where it's just sit down oh, and interviews. Oh, it's, uh, uh, my guest needs no, intro- yes. needs no introduction. Yeah. So the first episode was Kanye West. Dude. No. It, yeah. No, the no. first episode of season two is Kanye oh, West. season two. Yeah, it just came oh, out yesterday. Okay, I didn't know that. Yo, first off, I got to tell you, you know how much I love when I'm right? And something I've been saying for years is proven it's true. I've been, who have I compared Kanye West to for the longest time? One of my favorite all-time trolls. Andy Kaufman. In the interview, Kanye West goes, you know, one of my favorite people and inspirations is Andy Kaufman. I literally went, ah! There you go. I was like, Grohow was like, yo, you said that to me like six years ago mm-hmm. about Andy Kaufman. And they talk about how he said that he wanted to be a wrestler. So he, instead of acting like one, he became a wrestler and people bought it. And you don't realize how smart of a person Kanye is. And dude, he talks a lot about mental health awareness and, and illness. 
it, it was a really like just cool interview to see him like that. Like Dave goes to his house and he fits Dave Letterman into his uh, some of his clothes and whatever. Yeah. And Letterman is one of the all time great interviews. Yeah, he, he's fantastic. And now that he's got the big beard and he looks like a giant hippie, it was really cool. But I definitely rec- I think you'll like it a lot because it gives people that well, think. They, they, how do you not realize right now that Kanye is the living embodiment of a troll? Well, I, I loved that whole series. I loved like when he had like when he talked to George Clooney, mm-hmm. he talked to uh, Howard Stern. Yeah, he talked to Barack Obama. Yeah. You talk to a lot of different people. He's a great interviewer. He's so good, man. And, and dude, I, definitely, definitely watch, watch dude, that. It's only like an hour long, but it's, the part of it is like it's it, Letterman goes to Kanye's like church meeting things, yeah. but Kanye talks about how you know he ch- takes out the, a lot of the acoustics on his classic songs and he changes the bass around so that they have like um, these places plates of glass set up with sand on them, right. and the way the beats move specifically make a picture. And I'm like, do people realize how smart of a guy he is? Well, I mean, like, he he's always been smart. I, I always kind of knew he was trolling. Dude, was he always was. Things. It always happens. He starts saying dumb shit right when albums are coming out, and people get all angry at him, and then they forget about him in a month. And, and like, a lot... I remember the big thing was a lot of people got pissed at him because he was, like, full Donald Trump support, yada, yada, yada. It was all a gimmick. But what you also don't understand is, yeah, he said that he brought attention to himself, but what you don't know is that those meetings he had with Trump was when he was trying to bring uh, awareness to inner cities and trying, yeah, to, like, trying to raise money well, and, to build and he actually. He talks about that in the interview, and he said more than anything, his point was that people are allowed to have different opinions than you. Yeah. You don't have to like it, but you people are allowed to feel that way. And he's like, I'm trying to stop bullying because some kid's wearing a Make America Great Again hat. And I agree with him entirely. And he's absolutely right. And But, you know, people want to shit on Kim Kardashian a lot, and it's easy to do, obviously. But she's done a ton to get in people that are incarcerated for having a dime bag. They get 20 years for having a dime bag of weed. Yeah. And he, she's gotten like 19 people released from prison. What, no matter how you feel about the president, how you feel about Kim Kardashian, Kardashian, if you have an issue with that, don't ever tell me other people are racist. Yeah, for sure. You you want to call people racist when it's convenient for you. Mm. And I actually haven't been called racist in a couple weeks, so that's a victory for me. Nice. I've been called a racist or a sexist. or Although, I got called sexist over saying Batwoman looks like shit. Um, which, you can suck my ass, it does look like shit. Um, another thing I had... Uh, real quick, yeah. uh, we, uh, we forgot some. What did we forget? Oh! oh. Oh, wow. Sorry, dudes. Give me that. Yeah, we got to do that. I blame Taylor. Whatever, well, that dude. one's your responsibility. Is it? Hey, guys. We're sorry, first off. Yeah. And we are... Why are we sorry, Taylor? Because I forgot to read the shots for likes. Yeah, you know what's funny? Before we started the show, I said I want to try a different format with the plug. So, um, to shots for likes, in the future, your plug is going to be coming a little more into the show rather than right away because we're trying to... But we've gotten some feedback. But not like right at the end, which is no, no, which is about what we're about to do. You're our hot take. Um, yeah, but hot what take, what people yeah. told us is that we take like ten minutes to get to the the meat of the show, and I don't want to do that per se. So wh- the way the format's going to go in the future. So let me lay this out there: show starts, little banter, plug bet DSI, do our reviews, our picks for the week, and then plug shots for likes and Lobo sound. Yeah. So, so go on, Taylor. So uh, this is so funny. Uh, guess what, bros and broads, Fudge and Finn shots like. Hashtag shots for likes. <laughs> Fudge and Finn's shots likes. Oh my god. Fudge and Finn's hashtag shots for likes podcast is bringing video into the mix. Not only can you continue to listen on iTunes, Google Play Music, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher, you will now be able to watch them stream on the, uh, stream their episodes every Saturday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, your favorite booze-consuming podcast will be discussing sports, video games, and embarrassing drunken stories streaming on Twitch, YouTube, and Mixer. Uh, go to these websites, don't visit the links, and watch and enjoy the assholery. Twitch.tv slash Shots for Likes podcast. Mixer.com slash Shots for Likes. Uh, 
and visit ShotsForLegsPodcast.com and click the YouTube icon up on top to watch on YouTube. Drink with us, and as always, don't be cunts. I apologize. Yeah, I completely forgot that's, your live that's, read, that's, and I'm terrible bad. about it. Uh, Taylor, uh, news report. Study shows listening to heavy metal music can cause bad driving. Uh, I, or I, texting your friend. So, uh, shut that, up. No, I'm just talking about texting and driving in general. Fair enough. But I, I, I agree with that, and I'll explain to you why. So, if I listen to Rage Against the Machine, System of a Down, Norma Jean, Wage War, August Burns Red, while I'm driving, I get, like, amped, and I oh, start yeah. speeding. There, I can't so, help there, it. There's, like, three bands that are like that. For, four. There's four bands that are like that for me when I'm driving, and I'm just fucking going nuts. Slipknot? Yeah, it's right. Tool? System of a Down? Thrice. Yeah, Thrice is Those ones will do it. Like, Old Thrice, the first two albums, yeah. if they start playing Silhouette, Dead Bull, In Years to Come, Artists in the come. Ambulance, yeah. uh-huh. I, I go fucking balls to the wall. I... If if ever I listen to, I I I will always love the Battle of Los Angeles, the uh, <laughs> the Rage Against Machine record. I just, I like the movie too, but yeah, if, I know if you're I, the, you're, you're the to, one. If I listen to like the Testify specifically, I don't know what what happens. I get so fucking. No, amped. that's like when I put on Toxicity the album. Yeah. I'm fucking. That one. I am amped. Or if, if I, I hear Gorilla Radio. Ever and always. I don't know what... That's like the ultimate... Bulls on Parade, like, Bulls on Parade will do that for Bulls me. On it's it's Sleep Now in the Fire for me. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sleep, I get so sleep fucking now pumped. In the fire. Dude, even Renegades of Funk, I'm just fucking jamming out. Um, oh, I love the... What was it? Uh... Oh, what the fuck is he? I can't remember it now. I'm so fucking mad, but I need. I just need Rage Against the Machine in my life. I'm very much, uh, like, if I will go see Prophets of Rage at this point, honestly, I don't even care. I would probably go see him. I, I like Cypress Hill enough that I would be about it, honestly. I'm like trying to see, because we, we missed some stories last... Uh, did we? Yeah. Um, I, I can't read my handwriting. Um, the Soprano. Oh, the there, there is a... Why well, was our show rankings? Oh. Um, did you hear about the loot box bill that's being proposed? Loot box bill? They're proposing a bill in Congress to make things like um, paying as you're going in games illegal. Wait, say it again. I'm like loot, loot boxes in video games, like how you have to unlock things. Like remember in Battlefront Two when it came out? Oh, it, it's pretty much gambling, is what it is. It, well, yeah. it's not. No, they're not even saying it's gambling. If they're saying it's bait and switch because you're getting someone to pay sixty dollars and then forcing them to pay more to play the game to its full capacity. Let me give you a perfect example: Madden Ultimate Team. The people that play Madden Ultimate Team that spend thousands of dollars on these packs and get more things, you can make these different sets. You can do stuff. Then they're not even you're, good at the game. You're clearly at a better advantage because you get better players, and then you could literally just cheat. That's yeah. It's, it's almost like cheating. But it's, it's, it's the, that, the problem is if people are willing to spend their own money, you can't tell them it's wrong. The problem is on Ultimate Team, I don't think it'll be ruled out because that is a feature rather than a game. On something like um, they've done in like a lot of the Call of Duty games, or maybe it's Battlefront. One of no, the first Call of Duty was a big one. Where it's like the World oh, War II to, one to do huge. this, you have to pay for this. Yeah. That's bait and switch. I know that happens in Fortnite, I believe, too. It happens in Fortnite. It's happened with all, but all, like, all, it, these, ultimate, all these... Ultimate um, Team is just a feature, feature of the game where it is not required yeah. to pay for it, but I do think that the option still should be there for people if they want to yeah. because that's what keeps these servers running to full capacity. Yeah, right. Well, um, see, all, all those uh, Battle Royale games are very much... Yeah, like and that. I've never played a single one, um, which pub, I'm grateful pub, for. PUBG was the only one I liked to play. Are that you, one was Are you going to get Modern Warfare, the no. new one? No, I'm, I'm kind of... Listen... I'm done. I'm, I've, I'm, I've, I'm, I haven't played one in years. I'm retired from Call of Duty, officially, and I'm retired from Madden, officially. I'm over it. Now that I have the show, I have no reason to play any other sports I'm game. still going to get it. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm... Like, you get Madden every year. Yeah, of course. I don't get Madden anymore. I still get Call of Duty every year. Well, you know, sure, some, some are hit and miss. Some I play for a month and forget about it. Some I play all year. I haven't I've played one since the PS3. 
PS4 first came out. I thought about it because it is Modern Warfare, and I was such a big fan of the first two mm-hmm. that I loved. But the thing is, like, I was a big fan of Black Ops one and two, and then when they when I played Black Ops three and it was terrible, I fucking I like Black it. Ops three. I thought Black Ops three was the best of the series. I, I didn't like no, I didn't like it at all. I, Black I Ops just, two, I loved, I, I just bro. realized with every Call of Duty, I really, think actually. I think the last one I got was like the second Call of Duty that came out on PS4. Yeah, right. And I played it for a month and I put it away, and that's what I did with the, the, the previous like outside of Modern Warfare one and two. I play them for a month Dude, and then I'm done. I, I got the Call of Duty strictly to play the Nazi zombies. The zombies was probably the best part. Yeah, for me anyway, where I had the most fun. Yeah, I mean the trailer looks amazing, looks and this awesome. is this is gonna be the first is that game. Price that... is that price that they came back, or Price was the guy you killed in Modern Warfare two? I Josh. No, uh, I don't Price, price is. Uh... Like the main guy in all the modern world. That's what games. I'm saying. Yeah, He's yeah. a Scottish guy. So, yeah. Yeah. from what I understand, this is going to be the first game that allows cl- cross-platform play um, yes. as well. You'll well, be able to play with people on Xbox and PC and well, PS4. If that's the case, then maybe I might have to. Read yeah, that like that was the only enticing part to me that yeah. I was like, oh, I can play with my Xbox friends, my PC friends. Because then You're I was going to get fucked up by I, PC people yeah, though. all the time. I would just play on Xbox and I would just play with you guys on PlayStation. Yeah, and I have both. I mean, the fact that cross-platforming isn't like an overall thing at this point. Well, apparently, apparently, Microsoft and Sony are now in cahoots to an extent of thinking about it. Are you upset about iTunes going away? No. Did you hear about that? Apple is getting rid of iTunes, like on the so, computer. So, oh, on the computer. So, if you have stuff saved on your iTunes, you better back it the fuck up. Well, no, it's not a real. I don't trust Apple whatsoever. No, no, no. They're, go... they're doing it the, so they're they're going to convert it to the way that they're doing the yeah, iOS it's indiv- apps. It's indiv- so you're going to have yeah. a music app. You're going to have. But a, I'm talking a TV about on your app. computer. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you have stuff on your iTunes on your computer, mm-hmm. you better back that the fuck up. Whatever it is. Uh, I guess so. I, it doesn't I, really matter to me because I haven't had music on my computer. That's what I mean. You know, but a lot of people, a lot of people do like stuff like you can't get on Apple Music. You might throw on there like older stuff. If whether it's like de- you could have indie bands that don't have stuff on iTunes, you could throw on there. Well, okay. But, so, so here's my question. So I have my TV app open right now. Yes. So you if, use that? Oh, absolutely. Okay. That's well. That's just how I watch my movies. And stuff. Oh, yeah. Like, like the it's stuff true. That I that's bought. true. Yeah. So, like, if I'm gonna watch a movie, right, and I, and it's all saved in my cloud, more or less. I pay a lot of money just so I have unlimited yeah, cloud sure. storage. That's not going to affect anything. No, on my, no, on my no, computer, no. It's going to affect right? iTunes. On the original form of iTunes is what it's affecting. That's fine. Think about know. that. I could, I could care less. Um, oh, what about um, Spotify getting in some trouble this week? They deserve it, and I'm kind of mad about it because I've I've been beating the drum of that Spotify superior for the last six They're, years. I think iTunes is going to buy them out within the next like four I, years. I wouldn't be surprised. Apple, I, dude. I mean, honestly, I can't shit on Spotify because it, it does the same fucking thing Apple Music does. I, I, I just I've just been a Spotify. Well, user yeah, if you're for so used long. to format, it's like someone that's only had PlayStation is going to have a weird time going to Xbox. Yeah. If you have an iPhone, you're gonna have a weird time going to Android. If you only have Android, you have a weird. It's just a, I don't know. I don't know what it was with me, but like I always liked Spotify. It was always cool. To well, me. it was there before Apple Music was like yeah. the relevant one. I, I had Spotify when I worked at Best Buy. I had Spotify when it first dropped too, man. Yeah. It was the shit, and then awesome. I got rid of it, and then Apple Music came See, along. And I'm like, oh, this is it. This this is why I'm not too concerned, but. Th- this one was more concerning than the other ones because Spotify is notorious for not paying royalties correctly. Yeah, yeah. So that's been happening a thousand times over. But it's I the, think it's you should be apologizing to me right now, actually. For what? Because all the times you get like spam bullshit and you blame it on me, it's probably Spotify that sold your shit out. I, I wouldn't be surprised. So be, yell at Spotify like you like to yell at me. I yell at you anyway about anything. Yeah, I don't even. I don't ever do anything wrong, and you yell at me. You do a lot of things. Name wrong. one thing. You gave me the house that Jack built. I okay. I thought about giving you a horror movie with Tim Oliphant this week, and I didn't. So grow up. Um, so grow up. So grow up. Um, Siri and Alexa are race are sexist guys. Are they? Yeah, because it's For a what? it's a female's voice, so and it's showing that women are. Well, let me see what the exact words are. Um, they're obliging. Uh, docile and eager to please. So, what? so that means that Al- Siri and Alexa. Okay, first off, my so, Siri is an Australian man. That's awesome. Let me see. 
set up timer for 10 minutes. No. Set timer for 10 minutes. Setting the timer. Mine's a hot Australian guy. <laughs> see, I go with the Australian woman. No, see, see, I want a hot guy. Make, so I'm sexist? Yes. No, yes. Okay. No, I want so a docile woman. Hey, no. Siri. Am I sexist? I really couldn't say. <laughs> that didn't sound Australian. Just sounded like a woman I don't want to hear it, talk. Is that just is that just like the basic Siri right there? That one? No, that was no, supposed to be the Australian, Australian woman. Oh, because I just I I never really use yeah, Siri. But but like I, I, so I look at it like this because I, I I know a lot of people that have the stop timer. <laughs> I have a lot of people that have that. I don't love you, but I have to stop time. It says I don't love you, but I have to stop. Timer. I have a lot of people that I know use um the you know Google like or Alexa or Siri. They yeah. use it on the reg. And I, I, like the only thing I can think of, and this is just a theory, but for a lot of straight men, right? Sure. What's what's more soothing than than a woman's voice? Not very many things. You know what I mean? Like a woman that you care for. Hot or something dogs. Like that. Apparently, you've never lived with a woman before. <laughs> but what I'm saying is, is that like that, that's, with me. that's primarily what, yeah. So that was great. Yeah. Oh god, I'm gonna get in trouble. If she listens. This. <laughs> But what I'm saying You're is, is that, like, like, it's it's much better to. It's like you feel more comfortable speaking. Like I just didn't ever think of it like that. Like I never. I, well, I, like, I don't I, see like unless you're looking for things just to be mad about. You should not view it I'm, like that. I'm only saying because I'm trying to figure out what it actually is. I'm not saying that's what it is, but maybe that I don't. I could care less. It's just a fucking. It's a computer that I talk to. You know, you're saying that voice. you're using that phrase wrong. What? I could care less. Yeah, I couldn't care less. There I you apologize. Go. There you go. Sorry. I'm, you say that a lot, and I'm, every time I'm like, I want to correct I, him, I, but I hate being that guy. I was about to show my age and call you a grammar Nazi, but I would have gotten in trouble. Yeah, you can't call people Nazis anymore. Yeah, uh, right. Oh, I want to add, well, this, is, this is a shout out to Vince and anyone that likes Kid Rock. Kid Rock's a fucking moron. <laughs> Did you hear, so do you know why him and Pamela Anderson got divorced? Not really, no. Because he was angry at her for embarrassing him in Borat. What? Because she was in that scene in the Borat movie. Okay. And he, the, he, Sasha Baron Cohen, just in an interview, was like, "Yeah, she told me that he was Kid Rock was so embarrassed that it was embarrassing to him that she did that." Kid Rock is the definition of white trash, untalented douche. He has no talent. I love old yeah, Kid Rock, right. dude. Devil Without a Cause is my shit. But when he started doing country and ripping off Werewolves of London, and people thought it was a good summer song, it was a good summer song. No, it wasn't. I had a great summer. It was a catchy. It, you had had a good summer. The what song that, itself what, what is trash. Song? You didn't listen to that song nonstop. Yes, There's I no did. way. You didn't How do you know? Were you there, Dan? No. And I, I didn't even know who the fuck you were when that I, song came I out. Also know How the you, fuck would you know? I also know that you don't listen to one band at a time, one song at a time, one artist at a time. You don't. I know you well enough. You got 90 different bands that you're listening to at a time. So don't lie to me. When I was 16 years old, it was a little bit different back then. When you were 16 years old, you may have been cooler, but you weren't any smarter, and you weren't that much different. So I know the difference. Kid Rock stinks. Right. He stinks. Sure. You go to a Kid Rock concert, it smells like a water bottle full of sweat and How would duty. you know? Have you ever been to a Kid Rock concert? I've seen pictures from them. And so you haven't been there. Have you? So you don't know how it smells and you don't know what it's like. Okay, I also haven't gone to a Kiss concert, but I'm sure everyone there is a fucking idiot. Yeah, but I haven't ha gone yeah. to a, hot, a Summer Jam uh, ever. I'm sure I'd probably get shot if I went. Oh, you can you can put things in a box based on fan bases. I know if I go to a country concert, there's likely going to be a lot more drunk people <laughs> and a lot more cousins that are making out. Yeah, okay? Okay. I just assume that Kid Rock fans are trash. Like people assume, they, dude, you get the same assumption about most metal shows that metal fans are just going to beat the shit out of each other. Of you could put things in a stereotype in a box. Sure. Kid Rock looks like he smells like Chernobyl, and so. How dare you act like such a bitch? Let me 
fucking nice. <laughs> Be so fucking nice. Dude, Kid Rock and his fans look like they stink. And they look like they're missing teeth. They have gingivitis. It's like, I, Josh, thoughts? Uh, yeah, no, you know, I would actually fully agree with that. Uh, and, like, listen, everything you said so far, so like right from like Devil Without a Cause, awesome. Great. I love that album. Everything that came Even before. Even the one after isn't that bad with American Badass is not yeah. bad. Well, that's because uh, everything a lot of people don't realize is, that yeah. History of Rock is a compilation album. Yeah. The yeah. only new song on that record is American Badass. Yeah. Everything else is stuff Dude, that came before I ha- I owned Devil Grits, Without a Cause when owned, nobody knew who the I fucking Rock was. his first album, Grit Sandwiches, for breakfast on fucking cassette tape. I, Dude, like I remember actual, coming like, over your house record. when we were in the fourth grade yeah. I walk into your bedroom and you have this fucking poster of Kid Rock from the cover of Grit Sandwiches for yeah. breakfast. Oh yeah, yeah, I had the fucking poster. Dude, I loved old Kid Rock. The second he like, was like, yeah, I'm country now. And he's another one. I don't want to hear your fucking politics from anyone. I don't care about the politics. I liked everything up until Rock and Roll Jesus then I I got lost. Uh, no, no, I, I will say honestly that that ripoff song. It's a very catchy song. The the oh werewolves. Oh, the no, werewolves uh, of London ripoff. Oh, it's all summer long, and he actually does a really good cover of. Uh, oh, what the fuck? Feel like making love by Bad Company. Does a really good very cover easy song to cover. It's right yeah. up his alley. It's I get it. One. But like, like he's honestly, don't he honestly, tell me he's talented. No, no, I'll do it. I'll watch. I'll do it like this. He's talented, and I'll tell you why. He's a good performer. He's a talented performer. He's a, he's a very he's a very talented musician. He plays a lot of different instruments, and he's very good at all. He's good enough at all of them to play in them. Okay, I'll give like, you that. Like, to play them live. Like, I remember when I went to go see him, he went from bass to guitar to yeah, drums. Yeah, no, I, to, I, I will give him that, for and sure. So it was cool because he starts playing drums, and he starts he starts playing Cat Scratch Fever, so he's singing and playing drums yeah. to a Ted Nugent no, song. No, I'll give so him... So that stuff is pretty cool. I agree that it is a little... I just don't think there's anything original about him. A lot of, I, I think... I like that he's very diverse. I don't like... His country stuff isn't exactly my cup of tea, but I can appreciate someone who wants to not stay within the confines of what people think they are. Sure. So that's something I appreciate. The country stuff is not really my favorite. No, no. Like, stuff like... I still love his old show. I'll listen to Devil Without a Cause oh, still. Oh, dude. Um, like, he's got a lot of... He's, he's a pretty good well, singer. Well, I feel... He's you good. know what? I feel the same way and about has, him as a, I do... Old Limp Biscuit compared to he, current. He, he has appreciation for like John Lee Hooker, no, I, Muddy I, Waters. Listen, he's. I, I'm honestly. I like I'm like just. That. I'm dramatizing a lot of it. His no. music's not for me. I think he's a fucking idiot. Yeah, he's. He's, he's a, a fucking a idiot. Um, but, but like, I, I, I like, I, I love the first two Limp Biscuit albums, and I hate everything after. Dude, how, how great was Bob with the Bob when it came out? Dude, Bob with the Bob was great. Cowboy was great. Awesome. Only God knows why was great. Do you when I think about Old Limp Biscuit, dude. Three dollar bill, you all is one of the my favorite albums from the nineties. Significant other is great. Do you remember? I think it was on MTV. Back in the day, they'd be playing the, the 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 music video, and they would have like celebrities commentate on yeah. the front of the video. I remember the, they had the Rock at the time <laughs> doing "Ba with the Ba," and there's that one guy at the end who's walking. He's like, he's like naked or some shit. He's got the guitar, and he's like, "Who's this? Who's this pansy cherry pie eating ass walking around <laughs> walking around with a guitar, thinking who the hell he is?" Like, so he's like doing a rock promo, making fun of the Kid Rock I, music video. I was, was um, I was over Kid Rock when Joe C died. Rest in peace. Just see. Crazy. Three foot um, now, we're all right, ten let, foot let's get to our final word, our last word. Uh, final who, word. Who wants to go first this time? Nose goes. Josh. Josh. Okay. Uh, so uh, I'm going to uh, backpedal a little bit to our wrestling uh, sure. uh, conversation from earlier. So the one thing I can say these? right now uh, about WWE that is consistently great is the 24-7 championship, <laughs> which... I at first trashed because yeah, the belt sure. looks stupid. I knew the idea was going to be stupid. You know, it looks like a fantasy football on, championship. Belt. We're going to do stuff on social media, but of course, being WWE, they backpedaled on that. I haven't seen anything regarding the twenty four seven championship in a match type setting 
on social media at all. You've only seen it on Raw it, and it SmackDown. Is, it is coming, though. I know that for a fact. Um, That's been, like, confirmed. But they put it on R-Truth, and they subvert your expectations a little bit. The title has not changed. Well, it changed this week, but R-Truth won it back at the end of SmackDown. Yeah. But it hasn't changed. And R-Truth has taken this thing, and he's running with it. He's such an entertaining guy. He He's another one. He's criminally underrated because he. you could argue over the last decade, he's been the most consistently entertaining mm-hmm. performer. Okay. So, okay, quick. Yeah, okay, so quick. he's he's taken uh, you know so all the expectations going in. Oh, they're announcing a new title tomorrow. It's going to be the hardcore championship. No, it's not going to be the hardcore championship. It's going to be the European championship. So he doesn't call the title the twenty four seven championship. He calls it the European championship. Yeah, it's great. Uh, and he's all over his own social media doing crazy stuff. So we were talking about uh, Old Town Road earlier before we started recording, nah. and I told you, oh, there's a version out there that's actually really good, and I'm going to play it for you guys right it. now. Uh, are you still using these cameras, Josh? Uh, n- no. Okay, no, I'm just gonna move, move it. Of, yeah, just gotta move them. Because I can't, I can't see. I can't see shit. <laughs> He's got the cowboy hat. How are we in the desert. Hmm. <laughs> I'm gonna take my title to the SmackDown show. I'm gonna hide till I can't no more. Monday Night Raw, if I have to go, I'm gonna hide till I can't no more. <laughs> Title on my waist, you recognize the fate. You repeat 24, seven champions in the place. I like to have fun, I can't have none. 24, seven means run through. <laughs> Can't nobody tell me nothing. I wanna have the glasses on it. Nobody got to say, do my own thing. Truth <laughs> is gonna keep running. All they gonna be to say, he was running. Yeah. I can do a dance break and break it down for you. So Can't do it now, cause I'm full of paranoia. <laughs> Title by my side, even in disguise. Chasing me like a bunch of European flies. Ain't nobody what? telling me nothing. I ain't taking no DMs, no texts, no nothing. <laughs> Truth just gonna keep running. All they gonna be to say is, he was running, eh? Take my title to the oh. SmackDown show. I'm gonna. He's, so that's, he's, that's the one thing I'll say is, you know, trash WWE for anything you want. Leave our truth alone. Yeah, the man, add, the man is a fucking like, gift to the world. That he is really, really is. funny. Dude, he's so creative. And even in his matches, like the shit like the dance break is funny. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, when he was Carmella doing, is a very good pairing with him, by the way. Yeah. Dude, when he was doing that shit where he was like, my bad. Like, yeah. All that. When, all, like when he like they're doing the thing for the elimination. He shows up to the wrong. He's naming the wrong matches. <laughs> when they were doing the uh, when they were doing the uh, um, money in the bank right after WrestleMania yeah, yeah. instead of Extreme Rules or whatever they do now. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember a couple years ago he was in the Intercontinental Championship WrestleMania ladder match and he comes out and he goes, "I think at WrestleMania I overcame my fear in ladders." <laughs> and he comes walking down to the ring and he's like, "And this Sunday at Money in the Bank." I'm going to get that uh, title shot. And um, Miz stops and goes, Truth, you're not even in the match. <laughs> yeah. oh, he comes out. I'm not? <laughs> dude. All right, he, that's my bad. That's on me. Dude, he starts like, he, he, he shakes plays Roman's it. hand. He goes, Roman, good luck in the match. Seth, good luck in the match. He looks at Miz. I right, wish you good luck. <laughs> dude, he's... Uh, or, or, or even when he was serious, he was doing that shit with the Miz that was pretty legit. Dude, he, he was like beating people up with baseball is, bats and shit. Uh, I agree. He is a national treasure. You can't Our shit on him. Uh, Taylor? So it just came out recently. They were handing out off-season uh, grades for the moves that uh, NFL teams were making this off-season, okay. and the highest-graded team this off-season was the Denver Broncos. And I was Why? not 
I was not Based expecting that at all. It was on Pro Football Focus. Okay. I was not. Oh, okay. I was not expecting it at all because I guess mostly from their draft. Enough with the bag, bro. He's like Danny DeVito on It's Always Sunny when they're trying to do a podcast and there's dead air and he's just eating crackers. It's <laughs> literally what you're doing. Dude, there was, I got, not to cut you no, off, there was an It's Always Sunny line last night when they buy a boat, that uh-huh. episode, uh-huh. and De- and Frank just throws the keys in the water and Charlie's like, oh! And he t- Charlie goes, uh, Frank, you gotta jump in. And Danny DeVito goes, no, I don't float. The way I'm built, I just bobble like cauliflower up top. <laughs> Danny DeVito's built like a buoy. His uh, bobbles like <laughs> Dude, I lost it. Ridiculous. So go on again with the pro football no, focus, so and I'll I, jump I, in. I was, I was pretty, I was pretty surprised to see that Denver had one, had the the highest grade out of any team as far as their offseason acquisitions and moves and what they did. And they they brought into account the uh, the acquisition of the coach as Fangio being the okay, coach. Okay, I can agree with that um, part. And from what I'm hearing from OTAs and bit, <laughs> and practicing is that Fangio sounded like something else. <laughs> a lot, of, yeah. A lot of these guys are saying that it's real. It's back to no nonsense because Vance Joseph is very much like, go ahead, let the inmates run the, the, the asylum. The Mickey Calloway style, exactly. Buddy, so, I'm your friend. And now that Fangio works as a coordinator, and Fangio has showed up and has really, really put the oh, hammer yeah. down. Oh yeah, I these said guys. that to you when they signed him as the coach before they traded for Flacco. I was like, oh, they're going to pass the ball 15 to 20 times and run it 40 to 50 times. They got the back physical stop. Up the run, run the ball, uh, intermediate passes, intermediate to deep passes, the only uh, thing check downs. The only thing that scares me is that the O-line isn't where I think it should be at this yeah, point to run an offense like that, but I, I am a, I subscribe to Pro Football Focus. I love them. Um, the thing that they grade better than anyone is uh, the, the, the best grading system for offensive and defensive linemen. Yes, I agree. Uh, specifically because things like offensive line don't truly have statistics you can measure. And a lot of times in defensive lineman cases, the sacks don't tell the whole story. Yes, Alden Smith, when he was playing, was an animal getting to the quarterback, but he could not defend the run. At all. And there were times that he overshot his his pass rush and he would miss. Yep. <clears throat> so the grading, and if you're a defensive 20, tackle, twenty feet up. If you're a defensive tackle yards. and you only have three sacks, people will look at it like, oh, like you didn't well, do shit. A lot of people said the same shit about Damon Harrison. You know, Damon Harrison, what, what an amazing. Uh, there hit. was a guy that was on the Dolphins for years who was really good. Jason Ferguson, who was a great nose tackle. Uh, I would say Jared Odrick. Jared Odrick. Was a great defensive end. Yeah. He uh, he set the edge very well. Defended mm-hmm. the run very well. Cameron Wake had seasons where he would have eleven sacks, but he defended the run so well, and he always let they because they record or, pressures, hits, and um, hurries, same, and things like that. Same thing with Von Miller. How good Von Miller's been against the run too. And the, the, the the argument against Pro Football Focus that I agree with is that it's a lot like the sabermetrics in baseball where they are overvalued and they're better like just part of the equation to what makes a guy a good player. And the biggest example of this was there was a game I think two or three years ago where Aaron Rodgers finished with the passer rating in a game. He had like he completed like ninety four percent of his passes through six touchdowns. His passer rating was one fifty eight point three perfect and his pro football focus rating was like a C. And I'm like, so there, there's certain things that they're equating. It can be good for wide receivers because it account a, a stat that doesn't get measured by wide receivers, and it absolutely should, which is one of the arguments I made for you why Mike Wallace had a lot of value back in the day, is that he drew more pass interference calls than any receiver in the yeah. league, and that has value. Brian Hartline drew a shit ton of pass interference. He was like, it's a skill set to no. draw pass interference. And, and it looks like Cortland Sutton kind of has that now with the jump yeah. ball and just, you know, play, just boxing the yeah. guy out. Um, but I, the, the I, big I, thing I want to say is that I, I hope... I just hope going into the season, because now we're in the meat of baseball season, I'm kind of figuring out who the Mets are, so I'm kind of just living Kind of what I thought point. they'd be, hovering around 500. I'm, so I'm living with it, and I'm, I'm excited because they won last night and they won me some money. Yeah. And so, but the thing is, is that now with football season, now with OTAs, and now we're getting in 
basically it's June 1st, and now we're getting into the summer, which means training camp is right around the corner no matter which way you slice si, it. Si, senor. So now I'm kind of getting back into the football <laughs> realm, and I'm excited to see what Flacco does this season and how Drew Locke is eventually going to take over and see what he does during training camp. Um, well, you hope that he doesn't take over this year because that means something went wrong. Not this year. I'm saying yeah. eventually. Yeah. Um, but there's a lot of good stuff going for this Denver Broncos team. they got a good young offense. they got a, a lot of, they got good young... A lot uh, of pieces on defense. A lot of pieces on defense. They restructured Chris Harris. Which I'm happy they did. I mean, he deserves it. And yeah. even though at 30 years old, he's still a yeah, shutdown no, no, you have to. I mean, I, you know what thrilled I was that the Dolphins signed Xavier Howard to an extension? Oh, That's not God. a guy you get rid of. He's a, a core piece. I was kind of mad they did that because it Chris drove Harris up Chris Harris's price. Looked at looked at the yeah. fucking thing is like that's what I want. All right, but, uh, now to me for the last word. Um, there was a baseball game earlier this week between the Cubs and I forgot who else it was. Um, and uh, um, was I think Al, 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 Alamora was his name. Uh, hit a line drive foul that uh, struck a baby in the face, a child. Yeah. Um, and he was very distraught by it, crying. And what's crazy is the stadium that they were at. I think they were playing the Astros, actually the Cubs. I think they were. Um, they they had. I think you're right. They yeah. had netting going almost all the way down, and then right before the foul poles, probably like 30 feet is where it ends. Yeah. It was like a one in a million shot. And I feel so bad for the player. Obviously, I feel bad for the family. And the, the and and at the same night at the Mets Dodgers game, an old man got struck with the foul ball, and you could see he was like kind of bleeding on his head, and he just sat there fine. He was probably a little concussed. Yeah. But they don't have netting up. I am. I don't like the idea of netting at games, but it is a necessity for every team to have it because point, yeah. if you go to a baseball game and you look at the lower level seating, eighty percent of the people are on their phones. And and I I think there there's a level of responsibility when you have seats like that that you should not be looking at anything but the game while a batter's up. Look at your phone between batters between innings. Go up to the concourse and look at your phone then. But there's so much. Even if it's not the the game, you're looking at the scoreboard. You're looking at the out of town scores, and it. People cannot be trusted to be aware the entire time. Yeah, because there's so much constant stimulation Absolutely. that's going on, so it's hard. And, I understand. And, you know, you're probably getting drunk. Probably got food all over. You're moving around. You're talking to people. Yeah, you're, I you're, can't believe that used to be like a thing. Like if I go to a baseball game, I'm getting blackout. Yeah, drunk. and I, I think, uh, again, I, I don't like the idea of the netting being from foul pole to foul home pole. plate. I yeah. don't like that at all. But I do think the teams that don't have netting need to get with the times because you're going to get sued no matter what if someone gets hurt bad. Hurt bad, and it will be on the teams. Um, it's blood on the now, team's hand because they're the ones that get sued and have to settle a lot of court. Now, now let me ask because that's because I I understand why you say you don't agree with the netting. Now, sure, I don't like the netting, but I understand it. What's your reasoning for not liking it? Because I as a as an I am a baseball purist at heart. And to me, if I am every time I've been in a game in the lower level, I might take a picture and then I'm watching the fucking game. If and I'm I, that close, I'm watching. Dude, there's a reason yeah. when you go to games and they don't let you walk down to suites, uh, seats while an at bat is happening. They tell you to wait while they the at bat's happening. Happen at opening Co- day. Correct. So uh, that's my reasoning for it is that I see myself. I'm looking at it through my own lens and how I would do it. Right. I'm paying attention to the baseball game. I'm not worried about a foul ball hitting me. I do this to people whenever I'm in the lower level and I see them not paying attention. I go, heads up! And I watched them duck because they're not paying Your attention. Your fucking friend did that to well, me. He did that to us and we weren't anywhere. He was looking like back behind the we're, stadium. No, we're, we're He's on like, the, oh we're, my God, shit. Dude, and we're like, whoa. We're on the Shea Bridge. 
in City Field, and his buddy just goes, "Oh fuck!" And it was in between innings, and me, him, and Quaz just duck and turn. Yeah, like, well, I love doing that to people in the seats because they think a line drive is coming. And my point is, pay attention. Like, no, it's, it, it it's, should be. If I think there there is a moral responsibility to the fan when yeah. they buy a ticket in foul ball territory to pay attention. Maybe there should be a disclaimer on lower level tickets. There is, there is, oh, there but is people still okay. sue, and right. teams rather than drag it out in court, and they'd win more often than not. Yeah. they just settle out of court because, like in this situation, do you really think? the Cubs or whatever stadium it was want to say, well, it says it on the ticket, so we're not going to pay the hospital was, bill for I your child. I think it was in Houston because you know how yeah, low those correct. seats are. That was in Houston. Correct. Um, but but they, the, I think the netting should be up at every stadium at this point. I think it should be too. I think it's just a, it's a good look for the fans. And I mean, listen, it's just in today's age, there's constant stimulation everywhere you go. Sure. People are going to be tweeting and doing yeah, all this yeah. shit. So I think it's just in everyone's best interest, just whatever, bite the bullet, put the netting up, it is what it is. Yeah. Because um, it's just, it, it creates Dude, a situation Dude, I don't want to see someone no get hit in the face and killed or fucked up. Because it happens, it and, has happened. Well, I mean, like, listen, if, if it's also they should have sued Josh Hamilton when he killed that guy. They should have sh- they, they should have sued Chuck Knobloch for not hitting fucking first base. <laughs> like <laughs> sue Bill Buckner. Did, God did, sued him this week. Didn't oh Jesus Christ! But didn't Chuck Knobloch hit like an old lady in the face? Yeah. One oh, time? did you like, see the? By the way, did you see that worst pitch ever this past week? Opening pitch was was, was that the, was the, that the chick who hit the she the hit the cameraman? Camera Dude, wonderful. 50, 50 cents and Baba Booey are off the hook. <laughs> I was at both those games: the Baba Booey no, opening pitch and the fifty cent. 50 cent's never off the hook because he hit a dude in the dick and it's hilar- forever and he's hilarious. also 50 cent like you're supposed to be this hard motherfucker you can't throw a baseball 60 feet away grow up you read a Harry Potter book uh, <laughs> alright guys one of the funniest things ever this dude. was episode 55 of you watch I listen uh, shout out again to bet DSI sign up on bet DSI bet today using promo code YWIL that's YWIL for you watch I listen <laughs> shout out to the homies at Lobo Sound you heard Vince on today you'll hear him next week and shout out Shots for Likes podcast I'm sorry we forgot about you about now 45 minutes I'm not in. that sorry. I'm just saying we fucked up. I'm saying I'm sorry, and I'm saying thank you to Josh. Yeah, Taylor, Taylor feels bad, and I just feel nothing. Because I'm, I'm a good a, fucking... I'm, and I'm a sociopath. So I'm a good person! Oh, my God, yeah. And then you almost... Whatever. Not enough, enough. Yeah, enough. All right, guys. We will see you next week. See you at another time. Uh, uh, no.